You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. I believe the date today, Monday, the 22nd of March, 2021. As we come to you now from Bloke in a Bar Studios, uh, absolutely gorgeous surrounds, New South Wales, Australia's East Coast, in the absolute grips of a rain bender, 50-year sort of stuff. We've always loved a rain bender here, usually a Sunday rain bender. This has been about a five, a 10-day rain bender. This is a real rain bender. Obviously, it's nice, but there are some places flooding. Thoughts go out to them. But as I welcome in the king of the rain benders, uh, Edward, please let us know how you've handled what I imagine must, for you personally, have been a fantastic last 10 days of just nonstop, unadulterated rain. <laughs> Look, the, the P's and the D's know, and if they don't already, they should, that me and rain get on like a house on fire. Yep. Now, is that a weird analogy? Maybe, possibly. One's wet, one's fiery. But, be that as it may, I've enjoyed every second of it. Now, to your point, my you know heart and thoughts go out to those who are legitimately flooding. Um, I think Ivan Cleary amongst them. He's, Is he really? He's, he's moved in with Nathan now. Dad's he, moved in with Nathan. Dad's moved in with Nathan. Now, we can get to that later in the show, but there's people getting displaced all over this great state. And to them, you know, our warmest... Most sincere thoughts. Yep. Let's get through this together. But from my perspective, there was no flooding. Selfishly. From a selfish perspective, there was no flooding. There was only rain. And to say it was anything other than glorious, Tom, I'd be selling it short because it was fucking tremendous. It's been lovely. Again, just in the area that I've been existing. (laughs) Exactly. Personally. In my little little area. In my little enclave of Bellevue Hill, uh, with the greatest respect. It's on a hill, so it's not flooding. Well, not not you're you're basically at the top of the hill yes. as well, so yes. you're good to go, which is nice. Um, but it has been nonstop fucking rain, dude. Yeah, mate, it has. I think they got like 120 mils on Saturday in Sydney. Do yeah. all that. Do Expecting all that. another 150 over today and tomorrow, and then Wednesday or Thursday is predicted to be 30 degrees. When, when do you ever go to the app and it just says 100 percent all day? Just like I'm scrolling and it's like 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. I'm like, holy shit. It. You like those numbers if, if from a percentage standpoint, you know what I mean? If you're if you're a rainbender guy. If you, mate, if you trade exclusively in the currency that is benders of rain, yeah. then you're licking your lips. Yeah, mate. that's the equivalent to Pornhub saying that 100 percent 100 percent 100 percent You're like, ooh, back to back to back. Just lining them up. Yeah. Oh, mate, perfect. Rugby league all weekend. Like, I had a couple of beers on Friday with friend of the show, Hamer Street, which, you know. He's called the fighter. Yes. So when you're fighting the fighter, it's the fight of your life because the fighter is a fighting man. That's that's, that's exactly it. So like I was in a bit of a tussle with him on Friday, which was good. Toe to toe. Late, but not too late. But it just allowed me to put the feet up for the rest of the weekend. And in in a rain bender, I like not turning any of the lights on. Like if you're watching footy in the living room, I like having like socks on. You know, like socks Play, on on the couch, no lights on, just the TV light. Play to the natural. Ambience is that right? Uh, look, I'm I'm going to allow it, but I, I don't think, think that's right. I, but it's not wrong. But you know what I mean. Play what's in front of you. Yeah, play exactly. Eyes if up. it's daytime, <laughs> play eyes up footy and use the light provided by Mother Nature. <laughs> exactly. Now speaking of eyes up footy, I had four. It was week four of my March Madness. 
Buck Buck wedding, final wedding on the weekend. Are you done? I'm done now. Um, shout out to Jack McLennan and Sam, his beautiful wife. Uh, now she's Sam McLennan as well. Uh, great day, night. Thanks for having us. But Jack is one of the more anally retentive individuals who needs to have everything like planned within like the nth degree. Like fucking, and you know, just hearing about the level of planning that went into this wedding, like because everyone bagged him out about it at the wedding. I was like, holy shit. I knew he was like, I knew he was who he was, but I didn't realize how much. And like, I wish that they did like a WikiLeaks dump of all the internal emails and spreadsheets that he was like sending around about this wording. But anyway, it was piss and rain once in a 50-year rain bender. Yeah. Nothing he could do about it. Can't I was like, plan that. I, a couple of times during the day, because it was kicking off, like it was a Saturday evening and night thing. And I just would be, I was sitting at home and I'd just start laughing to myself going, this poor bastard, like there is, you can't plan for this one, Jack. <laughs> But funnily enough, they did send around like a wet weather fucking contingency plan email, like a press release at fucking seven in the morning on a Saturday. Oh my God. But anyway, so that was that was funny. Like, I mean, obviously for a wedding, you don't want it to be piss and rain, but it was in one sense. Where hilarious. was it? It was at Centennial Park. They were initially going to be outdoors in the park and then... That's an okay wet weather venue though. Well, yeah, it turned I mean? into like it, it's, it's it's well, you just they just bought it inside. You're gonna close that door, Dior. Yeah, um, yeah, they just bought it inside, and yeah. it was lovely. It was fine. Shout out to them. Thanks for having me. Funnier part of it was probably the fact that it was the first time. So usually, like, obviously, a young father, beautiful daughter, Evie Rose. Uh, we needed a babysitter. Mm. Usually, we just defer to the grandmas. Shout out to Marina and Annabelle. Uh, but neither of them available Saturday night. So we were like, fuck, what do we do? Um, turn to the my old man. Did ya? Turn to dad. Dad's never babysat. Dad hasn't babysat a baby since I was a baby. So just to give you a context, he hasn't, you know, he's got about 30 years out of the game. Yeah. Is I it didn't, like riding a bike? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. I feel like it's, or, you know, it might be like riding a bike, but you don't have legs anymore. Like, you know, it was just one of those things. Where, it, look, it was fine, but it was one of those things that I didn't realize was such a like, oh, you let your old man do it until we were at the wedding. And we were like, oh, yeah, they're like, hey, where's Evie? I'm like, oh, yeah, dad's looking after her. And they're like, Bill's looking after her. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, right? That's, there's nothing wrong there. Like, surely that's all good. But also in the back of my head, knowing like if she kicks off and screams, he's going to be like, he's going to be more freaked out about her crying than like, where if I see her crying, I'm like, all right, we'll just calm her down. Whereas he's like, oh, fuck, something's wrong. Anyway. Is that what happened? That's what happened. She didn't. Oh she didn't. She didn't sleep. She. Uh, oh she. She. But like, dad just. It was. And Steph was obviously a little bit like you know stressed like leaving her and knowing that Evie she knows Bill pop 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 every time he comes around, but um, like she doesn't know like he doesn't come around like she's looked after by one of her grandmas one day a week so she knows him very well she's fully comfortable with him. Whereas Evie trying to get to bed with Pops is a bit more like, you know, oh, I don't know who the fuck you are. Or like, and then she wakes up crying and then dad's like, oh, I don't know exactly how to get you back down. And then he's sending, like he's sending Steph messages like saying he doesn't know how a sleep suit works. It was like the first conversation I've had with dad where I'm like, oh, you're old now, aren't you? Like I feel like 10 years ago you would have fucking tackled this sleep suit problem on your ear. Like it would have been like, oh, no, the zip does go down as well as up. It's just a reverse of a zip. But he's like, mate, what the fuck? How the fuck's this fucking zip go down? And I'm like, I'm like, are you serious, dude? Pull it down, then pull the other one. Like, and he didn't know how to do it. And then Evie's crying her fucking eyes out. 
And then in the end, Steph was feeling a bit crook, and then she went home and she said she just got home, and Dad was like, thank you, lovely to see you. That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> but when she got home, was the sleep suit... No, the zip was up around her neck. It was oh, around it, he's done it. No, he hadn't fixed... No, because the thing is, so the sleep suit, right, zips up, so it's like two zips. You know, yeah. like a jacket, right? Yeah, yeah, You know, with, like, jackets, how you've got it, like, it's two zips. Probably, like, maybe... Oh, no, not like yours. But so what it does is it allows you to unzip it all the way... So it's open, and then you can zip it up from the bottom, yep. and then you can also pull it down. It's open, and then pull the top. Like you can basically zip it up from either end. Yeah, I'm with you. And that way, it means that the fucking whatever they're called, the zip buckle, isn't up around, under her neck. It's down at the bottom, yep, near her feet. But yep. Dad had it up around her neck, and he couldn't get it down to the bottom. And I was just like, "Brother, come on, listen to me here. Now, just pull that one down. Now that one's down the bottom, right? It's open. And I'm like trying to, and I'm like, right now, pull the other one down. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, this is wild. And then he goes, he goes to me. <coughs> Where's the, where's the like, pyjamas you left out for her? I go, mate, she's wearing them. I put them on her before I left. He's like, fuck, I took them off her and just put her in something else. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> but she, she was fine, though. Like, it was all good, but it was just funny. Of course she was fine. Well, of course she was, she was wearing clothes that... Well, no, I mean, I don't mean... You know. I'm not like, oh, how's she going to fucking get on not in the right pyjamas? I just mean in general. It was just funny. He, I said to him before I left, I was like, listen, bro, if she doesn't get to sleep, just fucking get her up. Like... There's no way you'll get her to sleep, basically, is my... If you if she's not sleeping with you, if you're not prepared to, like, rock her for, like, fucking hours, just get her up and just go sit on the couch. And Steph said when he got home, she was just, like, all puffy-eyed from crying and shit and just came and, like, cuddled her. And Dad was like, yeah, it was fine. You know, a little stressful. Anyway. <laughs> so I don't know if Dad's been sacked. I wouldn't sack him. I don't think he's been sacked. I wouldn't sack him. He's he's done his best. Yeah. 30 years out of the game, you've got to cut him a little bit of slack. That's a good point. He's Eddie. on a pro. No. You're right. He doesn't do that for a living. No, he anymore. doesn't. No, not anymore. He needed. To, he needs time back in the. He needs in the time box. back in the sleep space. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's. Nah, I'm not putting a line through Bill. He's All done right. his best. Now nah, there we go. He's good. Mate, I just need to talk it out with someone. He gets another go around. He gets another go around. 100%. If needed, he's better for the run. Better for the run. Yeah. Better for the run. Sounds like a better performance than some on the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like does Chad get another go at kicking? Well, I mean, we're going to have to get to that with old Chad, aren't we? Because Chad's this isn't the, that's not the first time Chad's kicked in 30 years so we will we'll get to Chad uh some housekeeping Eddie yeah we might be in the glory hole business yes i'd forgotten about that but now i now you remember now i remember look we may be we've put an offer down it's been accepted money hasn't been transferred no. nor has the product been given to us no. the glory hole so you know it is somewhat up in the air, but I'm pretty much it's this man from Facebook Facebook Marketplace, yeah, who has had this thing uh, reconditioned. He, he's, he's apparently had it refurbished. He's had it refurbished. A new stand put on it. He apparently he spent a thousand bucks refurbishing it, yeah, and that's what we've paid him. So he's made nothing. And yeah, we've. He also was trying to sell for like three grand. So, but look, eight. I mean. <laughs> Do you reckon he's a little surprised at, at the marketplace right now for glory holes? It's not as the glory hole marketplace is. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's he, not. he said to himself, "Holy shit, this is a collector's item. There's no more footy show. Kurt Cable's put glory holes back on the map. This thing's worth ten grand. We saw it when he wanted three. Yeah, but I bet you he started at ten. He could have even started at ten, and then it slowly dropped down to three. Fatty Vaughton glory hole. Listen, we were initially like, no. Well, we were like, wouldn't that be nice to have? But where would we put it then? As the days turned into weeks, turned into months, I was like, I'd wake up in a cold sweat being like, what will I do if we don't have it? 
You know what I mean? Like, I'll always wonder about it. Always wonder. What happened to it? Yeah. Where is it? Who is probably still with that guy at the (laughs) pub in Parramatta? We also, we, we, look, Scouts Honor, we didn't actually have anywhere to keep it. And then, Scouts Honor. We might have floated to Den in front of the show that we might leave it here. Yeah. In his studio. And (laughs) I wasn't, I'm not going to say it was the most resounding yes I've ever got in my life. No. But it certainly wasn't a no. Well, I did hear a no, but I mean, I think it was like a no of like, I could have my mind changed. It was woomy, no. Yeah, 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 exactly. Change like, my well, mind. I get out of it, no, like a slutty no. You yeah, know yeah. What, I mean? what, what, yeah. What, what will he be doing for me? And you're like, well, you'll get a glory hole in your studio. I think that's what we're, that's the, that's the upside to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And when we go home, you can do whatever you want to it. Free reign. All we ask, we'll leave some, like, some wipes there and, like, a bit of spray. Be considerate. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Bit of respect for us. Bit hey? of respect. Bit of respect for the property. We respect you, you respect us. We, we dump a two meter glory hole in your office. We I don't know how big that, it is. Uh, I think it's two meters tall. That surely couldn't be it. That's huge. Two oh, it's meter, not that well, tall. it's not that tall. There's people that are two meters yeah, tall. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. So it's not tall, tall, but it's tall enough. It's tall enough. Fucking tall enough. It's, uh, Look, we'll see. I am picking it up on Wednesday, so we'll work that out. How are you going to get the car? <laughs> Borrowing Jarch's youth. Oh, my God. Wednesday's supposed to be dry. I don't care. Well, you should, because if we get it home, it might be a soggy mess. Well, I, I hope it's not a cardboard glory hole like Kurt Capewell's. What's it made of? I'm assuming metal. I don't think so. You think this thing's cardboard? I don't think it's metal. Do you think it's metal? Uh, even if it's metal, the paint surely would like be affected by the rain, I think. So maybe I've got to bring a tarp with me. Let's make smart glory hole decisions. Yeah, tarp, true. 100% necessary. Because this, like this is a business expense, so we need to treat it as such. This needs to be treated as like a valuable asset to this, the business. What, you don't think this is a tax write-off on us and drivers? We're riding off a glory hole. We're riding off a glory hole. Glory holes can be ridden off, <laughs> and this one is. We might glory. be the first to do it. Yeah, but well, hey. That's what I'm, I'm about that, though. Right. That's all right. The I want to be the first the ATO, to do it. The ATO has given us the green light. It will be written off. The glory hole is a business expense. <laughs> <coughs> now, that's out of the way. Glory <laughs> holes on roof. glory holes. Yeah. They're expensive. They, no, well, uh, expensive. You, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And it's been remodeled. It's been refurbished. It's got a new kickstand. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Shout out to Paul. Who is now a glory hole salesman? Uh, look forward to getting it off you, bro. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else in this uh, in this intro, Eddie. No, I don't think anything so. Anything we missed? No, I don't think so. Anything else? If that's we missed something, then stiff shit, right? Stiff shit. Stiff shit. Let's rip in. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up me bets for about even on the Neds. Profiles app, you'd see some. I, I seem to bet better when I'm not around people, and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as 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 gifted as I think I am. So basically, what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example, you could say it's also a 24 hours before a game, though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. Yep. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you're following on my prof is what I'm saying is yep. Daddy 
they are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father Tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the, you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Toddler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you guys have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Were no, you? we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But for. I did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't went on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm going to I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do you didn't do two bets and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units. Told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's the problem. We've we've now uncovered the You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Uh, so, obviously, round two of NRL is in the books. And by in the books, I mean it's finished. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Uh, it is th- over. There's a few things for us to go through, for us to sort of, you know, digest, mm. if you will. Mm. Uh, and I'm just going to go game by game. Now, we may not hit on every game, but it's just an easier way for me to compartmentalize things in my mind. Well, it's, you know, what you want to talk about. Now... I feel like, Eddie, you and I are men of honour first, right? Like, we're, we're obviously punters, we're dribblers, we're the top of the heap, we're heroes to many, but we're men of honour first. And we have to pay respects to the Parramatta Eels for getting a win over the Melbourne Storm. We did. Now, who saw it coming? 
No one saw it coming. No. no one saw it coming. Not even Parramatta Eels fans saw it coming because no. none of you said a goddamn word about how you were going to win until you'd won. Yeah. You're all weak. They're weak. Weak as piss. No one said fucking boo-hoo until you got that W, until the siren yeah. sounded. i tell you what the That's biggest the biggest cop-out, and I think Eels fans seem to do it the most, is when they go, like, they'll leave something under a post. This aged well. And I'm like, where were you before the game, you fucking beater? Why didn't you comment on this? Yeah. Why didn't when, you come on this the game? Yeah, because you because you, you got no stones. Because you got no you got stones. no stones. Now let's call a spade a spade, shall we? They got the win because it'd been seven hundred mils of rain and it just tightened the whole affair up. Yeah, that, it was a great game of wet weather football. I will say that it was. But I stand by my early prediction that they were no chance. The rain saved them. Good on them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well done. Great game of wet weather football though. Yes, it was tremendous. Really enjoyed it. Compared it to my Oztag game. Which was also in the wet. Yeah. Where we went down, sadly, last week. Oh, yeah, you did. We were, we were up for, what, 4-3? Four, 4-2? Four, I think yeah, up. I was up 4-3 with about five to play, and we lost 5-4. We lost Devastating. But wet weather football punters and dribblers, especially at our level, Div 3, are hard to play. Yeah. It's tough to get consistency and continuity and, you know, depth. and Expansive. A lot play. of fucking people dropping the ball and making mistakes and fucking up. So it's tough. But that game of footy was sick. Yeah, it was a good game of footy. Para got the win. Melbourne, obviously, fucking every single multi uh, for the I whole the weekend. Sun. Every single multi. Mate, sports bet and, like, you know, all the bookies would have been licking their lips. They would have just gone, oh, 99% of multis just went down. <laughs> 99%. And then they would have just would have seen everyone fucking reload yeah. and go again. Go again. Been like, B-U-T-E. Love that. And then, and then they would have, everyone would have did their ass on the Dragons. Yeah, in the Cowboys game, not they're as just, many, but, they, some no, people but you were. definitely, you, I think a lot of people did their ass on that one. But it's early in the season, so it's hard to predict. Now, congratulations to the Eels, Eddie. Does this get them any closer to a pre-sun implosion premiership? No, I don't think so. Neither do I. Thank you. That was all. We don't need to go into it any further. The sun will die before the Eels win. Um, the comp that is Friday. Uh, what was it? The Warriors and Knights. the Knights. I liked the Knights before this game. People were like, nah, Warriors. But the Knights are hot to trot. Knights were good. Bradman Best is hot to trot, dude. He is all shin tats and glory. That guy is a motherfucker. And he bleeds blue. And he bleeds blue, which is nice. But he's 19. He is as strong as fuck. I was saying this to someone. I was having this conversation. I can't remember who with. But almost and this might sound like unnecessarily negative it's not meant to sound negative because Brabham Best is without a doubt like probably the biggest robber on the rise does seem though like you could almost lock him in for at least one off-field indiscretion in his career just off vibe i get him as a bit of a larrikin scallywag might fucking you know well look uh, to that point, I would say this Bradman Best on the trajectory he's on from a footballing perspective He's got all the hallmarks of, you know, superstar, future superstar. Mm. Now, to help get him there, he's going to need an off-field indiscretion. Yep. That's just the way it works. That's the way it goes. He's not going to be taken seriously until He's not going to be taken seriously, mate. Everyone who's got somewhere in the game has fucked up at one point in their career. Now, there's a couple of, obviously, there's a couple of exceptions. There's always exceptions to the rule. But if I'm sizing him up, He's from New South Wales. We love us. We love he's a one, scallywag behaviour down one here. One-team town. He's a one-team town. 
He's on the rise. He's making more and more money. He's, he's tatted to within an inch of his life. He's got the shin tat on the go, which is, you know, the mark of the scallywag. Yeah. I, think, I think the only thing holding this boy back, Tom, from reaching his potential, from, from going from... Scaling the heights. From good to great. Is an off-field indiscretion. Yep. Nothing too heinous. Doesn't nothing need, too hairy. No, we don't want jail time. No. We don't want him no. to get kicked out of the game. No, we don't want that. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something from him. <laughs> looking, from, looking for something, or at least predicting something. But anyway, absolute animal. Flick pass to Heimel Hunt, and then another one where he broke, like the winning try he set up himself where he just fucking busted two tackles. You're like, Jesus Christ. He is so fucking young and hot. He is young and hot. And his head... It might be the most football head I've ever seen. And I don't mean looks like a football. I mean, if you were to have, show someone, what does a football player's head look like? It's Bradman Best's head. He's got Leagues head. He's got a, he's got a case of the Leagues head. Got Leagues head. It's a condition suffered almost exclusively by people that play rugby league. And, that <laughs> and love I wouldn't rugby even, league. And, but have been yeah. reared on a diet of rugby league. I also I mean, wouldn't say suffered. It's, it's, you're, no, blessed, it's you're blessed with the affliction. You're blessed. You're blessed. A lot of Cades have Cades have Leagues head. Um... Uh, you know, Jaden's have leagues head. Jaden's have leagues head, hundred percent. I mean, and if you call Bradman as your first name, then you you can't not have leagues head. Of course, you got leagues head. Your last name's Best as well. Bradman Best. So you know, he's got the most severe case, and severe being positive, severe case Pronoun- of pronounced case. Yeah, pronounced case of rugby leagues head that I've ever seen. <laughs> and you know what? I can't get enough of it. No, I love it. I fucking love it. Um. <laughs> Send in your leaguey's heads. Send your leaguey's heads in. Yeah. They're out there. They're, They're everywhere. Bro, there's a shitload of leaguey's heads. Tony Carroll had a leaguey's head. Fucking oath. Martin Lang had a leaguey's oh, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, Shane yeah. Webke had a leaguey's head. Shane Webke has almost one of the most pure leaguey's heads. Yeah. Just in terms of its shape and its and his haircut. dimensions and his haircut, which really played to the leaguey's head, which he knew. Like, he yeah, would have yeah, gone yeah. to the barber and said, yo, obviously I've got a leaguey's head. <laughs> let's Let's... Play with it. Yeah. yeah. Play with the contours. <laughs> Not against them. No, no, exactly. And that's what they've come Enhance up Enhance this leaguey's head, please. <laughs> I want you to make this thing pop. And hey, he Bradman did. Bradman Best does it. He's got a bit of a webkey. Bro, like well, Bradman Best's haircut is to accentuate his leaguey's head. It's yeah. not the webkey. He's got the fade with like a mohawk. But he's got the fade, yeah. But it's more of a mohawk. It's like a Dustin Johnson-esque leaguey head haircut. Dustin uh, Martin. Dustin Martin. Dustin Johnson is... No Golfer. One? Golfer. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, Chucky Ducks, what had a leaguey's head? Jake Trebojevich has a leaguey's head. Michael Wayman. Michael Wayman's got a leaguey's head. And Marco Mealy. Marco Mealy. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Watmo has a great leaguey's head. Yeah. And shout out to Chuck. He's looking jacked as shout fuck. Shout out to moment. Chuck, who looks delicious. He looks nutritious. Yeah, dude. Like, if I ate him, I reckon you'd be buzzing. Yeah, dude, he'd be good for you. Like, it'd be bad. Like, obviously, like, then you're a cannibal, but <laughs> you'd be. I reckon you'd be like you'd be high on chalk. Yeah, yeah, you'd be you'd be high on chalk, and we we talk about natural aphrodisiacs. Oh, my God, if tell me to, that, tell me that Blake doesn't drop panties. Absolutely, uh, and like I mean, male panties as well as female panties. You know, pa- I, mean? I didn't. Did I? Did I? No, but you know, sometimes I think panty? unfairly panties are like you know exclusively men really, wear panties, bro. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Real men wear panties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, I said that. Bradman Best got a leaguey's head. Great, yeah. great case of it. Chuck Wapmo, <laughs> a panty dropper. Eddie's not accountable. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> um, 
The Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. Another L. Another L. That's, that's I've, I've said, I said at the start of the season, I think they'll get the spoon. Now, is that their 13th straight or their 12th straight? But next week they play the Bulldogs for, if they lose to the Dogs next week, it's they equal the record for the most consecutive losses in the NRL history. Wow. So that's 13, I think. And then the week after, they, if they lose next weekend, then they will 100% get the record because the week after that they play the Storm. So basically... This weekend is everything. And I'm I'm on the dogs. So this is everything. What a contest. Yeah. Both absolute bush league footy side. <laughs> yeah. With all jurors. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like Jesus Christ. They were too good, the Titans. David Fafita back to his best. Yeah, well that that if if it didn't sting enough to have David Fafita score two tries on you. Um, after you've let him go. He's got a rugby league head. He has a rugby league <laughs> oh head. Fucking hell. Holy shit. Talk yeah. about leaguey's head. He's got a serious case of leaguey's head. case of the leaguey's head. Um, Which is a good thing. Great thing. I would say this, though, Tom. Now, this sort of took my eye. After the the Broncos went down for their whatever fucking 12 straight loss, the old boys day, which was to be held the next day at the race course, I don't mm. know where they were going, Doombin or Gold Coast or whatever, was cancelled. Gordy Tales come out blowing up, mm. being like, they're fucking, you know, people high up, are, people that are, are higher above, above Kebby, yeah. higher above Kebby, they've cancelled the race day where the old boys and the new and the new boys get to come together and, you know, kumbaya and talk Break about... Break bread, talk about past glory. You know, and they've gone above him and cancelled it and they need to support Kebby and all this shit. I'm just thinking to myself... Am I only? Do I only hear about this old boy thing at Brisbane because Gordy is so prominent in rugby league and he talks about it a lot, or is it like a full on thing up there? Because I don't hear this old boy thing talked about at any, any other, other club. club. I'm trying to work out whether, like, what is it about? Was there were the old boys when they were playing, or was the club so new that they didn't fucking matter, or what? It, like, no, it's a good, it's a good question, fair question as well, because you're like. Obviously, you want to have the current players of any club be like aware of the club's past, right? Like the greats, unless sure. you're unless you're a team like the fucking I don't know the Tigers or the Dragons, where it's like, well, we're actually only like a few years old, so you know the old boys are still playing. Yeah. Um, uh, but like you know, you want to be able to like you know connect with the past, your history. But certainly, there does seem to be like a thing where it's like the Broncos are constantly, constantly whinging about the fact that the old boys, have like been, the old the boys, the old boys are all whinging that they're not in there. And it's like, okay, well, I like, get the old boys back. I'm assuming some of the old boys are back in the off season. Didn't really make a fucking difference. They still lost two on the trot. Now it's early. It's early days. But I don't know what you mean. There's a lot of hullabaloo around this old boys gear, and I don't get it. No, like, what is the relevance? Are you telling me? That Anthony Milford, for argument's sake, isn't aware of the premierships the Brisbane clubs won. Maybe, yeah, but maybe not that. Like, I don't know. Are, are they, are like, they, is him having a beer? Like, what happens at the race day? What happens at the race day? Like, it's probably do, just the old just, boys. Do get the old just, boys. Do the old boys bail them up in the corner and scream at them and how about? Well, that's the thing. Is how it, just, it was done in their day and why yeah. they're not good enough? Is it their opportunity just to bat, is it brag gloating? and gloat about the glory days? This is like, how you got to do is, it. What are they getting out of it? Yeah, when they go to this day, like, are they going to try harder off the back of it? Are they are they are they imparting wisdom that allows them to go out there and, and break down defenses and, and score more tries or what it like or is this just old boys just like wanting to is this a is this a backpat old boys wanting some backpats maybe because it's like yeah like we get it you guys were great and they were the Brisbane side was fucking phenomenal unbelievable like, but also 
What has it got to do with anything? That's what I'm talking. Is your backpat? Is your is your backpat from Brody Croft gonna make Brody Croft play any better? Because if that was all it took to get Brody Croft better, then you should have fucking him living at Gordon Tallis's house. Yeah, yeah. You should have him fucking. You should have him living with Darren Lockyer. It, or, mate, if 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 packing if backpats if, if patting the back of X greats equals W's, then every fucking half in the cunt would be forced to live with the club's greats. Exactly, you'd be billeted out to former club greats, hundred <laughs> percent, and you wouldn't be able to leave. You'd be kept in a little fucking cage downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Come up. You kept in a cage time. and the and the highlights playing yeah, just yeah. like outside the cage. Exactly. And every couple of hours, every day, you pat the back of the great, the great, and then and you, the gods, the rugby league gods, give you W. Yeah, and you're allowed out of your cage to go train and play, and then it's straight back to the straight back in the place that you're being billeted at. So Lockyer's house, uh, you know, Joey's house, Joey's house, Brett Stewart's place, fucking Glenn Stewart, like you know. Matty uh, Orford's having the insert over. great, yeah, insert great here, and then billet beta player out to them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know with the Broncos, but they suck. Um, and with the greatest respect, Brody Croft and Anthony Milford don't seem to be up to it. Doesn't look like they've been billeted. They have not been billeted out anywhere. They've obviously they, either they've been rejected by the greats. Either Darren said fuck off. You're not coming to my place. Or the billeting system's falling apart. And maybe that's maybe, what Gordy's on about. Maybe that's what it is. Gordy was like, this, this, this luncheon, this race day is my perfect opportunity for me to D- vent my frustration about the breakdown of the billeting system. Maybe they t- maybe you go to the lunch and then like a former great just like takes one of them home with you. <laughs> it's like a keys in the bowl situation, <laughs> but it's for like... But it's for billeting. For billeting <laughs> players that can't yeah. play rugby league very well. <laughs> Now I'm not going to say Brody Croft needs to be billeted. I am, but I'm also going to I'm also <laughs> going to say that it couldn't hurt. <laughs> it certainly couldn't hurt. And I'm saying he doesn't even need to be billeted by like an all timer. No. Like you can billet him, you know, out to like fucking Peter Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he can be billeted out to no anyone. Offense, no offense Peter. to Peter Wallace, but I'm just saying you're not Darren Lockyer, bro. Yeah, and Peter knows that. Peter, of course, Peter knows that. Peter's the first to know that. Yes, Peter played with him. Let's can we get can we get bloody where's Leon Bot? Can he can we bill it out Milford to Leon Bot? <laughs> Leon's probably still knocking about somewhere. Leon's still involved. Leon would Leon happily have Milford. Leon's still over. got Steedens out the back. Yeah. Leon gets it. Leon gets it, and you know, Leon can get the Milf around, like, you know, this is what we this is what we did in my eight games for Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Kempy could bill at someone. <laughs> Kempy short. Kempy should definitely bill at someone. Poor old Kempy. I was. <laughs> Who would Kempy bill at? Mate, Kempy. So you know they they they're, they're rugby league companion, and I was I fucking had it on on uh, was it Friday night? So they're doing it for this game, and I I didn't watch all the whole thing, but just a couple of times I just saw him like the conversations going on around. Him, it was like Finchy, Rennie Matur and shit, and Justin Horro, and then I could just hear Kempy like. Like he's just like sighing as he's watching the game, and they're like talking about something that's happening, and he's just like oh. Pr- Kick that, Cro- Croft. You should have kicked it. Uh, like I was like, dude, you poor son of a bitch. Your team just sucks, dick. Well, maybe you should get off his fucking ass. Yeah, exactly. And start building. Start building someone, mate. <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, you reap what you sow. Yeah, exactly. You only get out what you put in. That's right. That's right, Tom. And from the way, from from just from what we've observed around here, I haven't fucking spotted a Broncos player in here. I haven't here. seen one. 
Is Milford in here? I haven't Where seen him. You got him hidden somewhere? Is he hidden under the desk? Where is he? Can't see him. Nah. Shit house. Not good enough. Not good enough. No, not good enough. Not up to rugby league standard. And you can expect the L's to continue unless the old boys yeah. hop to it. Hop to it and start, you know, nicking players from the... <laughs> Well, that's right. Well, some call it kidnap, others call it building. <laughs> yeah. Forced building. Yeah, yeah, forced building. Um, now, Saturday, Super Saturday, uh, I don't even remember who played. Oh, Panthers pumped the Bulldogs. No one really cares, but now the first Panthers... First team in NRL history to hold back-to-back teams to zero zip. In the first two rounds of the season. That's right. Which is a very specific... You yeah, know, but like, yeah, but it's... What? what you, you're not getting on... Off on that? No, no, I like it. You I like, like it. stats. I love stats. But sometimes when the stat goes on too long, the explanation for it, I sometimes find it. Like if you go highest fourth-wicket fourth partnership in history, I go, that's cool. But it's like highest fourth-wicket partnership chasing fucking 200 or more on day three of a fucking sunny day. I'm like, okay, calm yeah, the fuck down. Calm down. So that was the only one with this one where it's like first team to go hold the opposition to no points in the first two rounds of the fucking season mm. in the NRL era or some bullshit. I'm like, all right. But it was still good. They were playing the Cowboys and the Bulldogs with the greatest respect, um, who both suck. With all due respect. With all due respect. Uh, they did look good, the Panthers. They did though. look good. Panthers are humming. Panthers are definitely Drum humming. Jerome is so hot. Yeah. Brian To'o. To'o. Is... 17 tackle brusts, I think. I think it was even a Kempi thing as well. We're on his dick today. Uh, 17 tackle busts in the first two rounds from Brian To'o. It's impressive. That is impressive. Viliami Kickout, a big, thick Fijian boy. He's big and thick. Yeah. Intimidating as fuck. I'm glad that he's gone with the blonde hair for another season. It wasn't just, you know, everyone was dying their hair blonde in lockdown. No, 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 I was no. like, no, stick no, with this. This he, is good. Kickout looks great with blonde this hair. This is good for brand Viliami. Yeah, but 100%. Yeah. And you got to get in with a getting's good, make, make hay with the sunshine. Yeah. Insert fucking analogy here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Kickout. He's putting himself on the map with that hairstyle. Because mm. he's playing great football, but you've got to be noticed. Yeah. Right? And he doesn't have a classic leaguey's head. No, no, he doesn't have a leaguey's head at all, but he's got, the, he's got the hair now. He's got the hair now, which he knows. Yeah, but now it's more like the his head now with that hair is more like, uh, you know when you see those 30 for 30s and you see like the elite NFL running backs who are like super popular and mm. fucking famous and woo! Yeah. He's got that sort of a vibe to him now where he's yeah. just like hot, Top of the game, stud, elite, yeah, like sought after, yeah, yeah, Odell, Odell Beckham. That's exactly it. Same here. Anyway, Panthers dominated. Bulldogs will beat the Broncos this weekend coming, so it's not all bad for the Bulldogs. But tough start, Mm. tough start, tough start. Now we had Manly South. Didn't. Luckily for me, I've missed the first two games. I've had to watch them on phones because I've had two weddings. As I said, buck, buck, wedding, wedding. I watched it. You watched it? Yep. Where'd I you watch it? it? Were you at home? I was at home. Hungover? I was. You were. I think I, I, I look, I may have been enjoying a bowl of meagering. I may not have been. Jesus Christ, dude. Was it that dire? Yeah. Might have been. Yeah. Might not have been. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, okay. But I might have been. You might have been. <laughs> Sounds like you were. <laughs> Sounds like you're in a nuts deep in a bowl of meagering. <laughs> Two packets. Two packs. Oh, you got to. You got all, to. All the fillings. You got to do two packs. You got to have everything in there. All the trimmings. Two, do you put a full chili in there? Yeah, oh, wow. That's fucking bold. Two. two. Two full chilies. Well, two full chilies for two packets. Yeah, but like you're going to blow your dick off with the chilies. That's nah, spicy nah, chili. No, no, no. That's not that spicy. Migarang chili is hot chili. No, nah, it's not. It's not. Well, okay. Each to their own. Each to their own. So you're there on the couch, Migarang, busted, broken. You know, man. It's, bar- it's, it's 
bucketing rain. I'll tell you what, shout out to, to the faithful on the hill. Who just like fuck? That's the big lift. Yeah, that is. Well, that's a real fucking fan. You wouldn't see Parramatta fans doing that. No way. Those mate. weak losers. No way. They need never see it. No. Chris Dorney in front of the show. He was out there doing his best. Was he? Good on Dorney. Yeah, of course. I respect the hell out of that. Look, I just we're just sort of we're on and we're off. We're on and we're off. Like we just couldn't like DCE. Like I love you, bra, but. Wasn't your best game. No. Tough start at the season. Like, struggled, struggled at the start. Like, we'd get things together, and then they'd just fall apart again. You know what I mean? You know what? Um, Well, that's at least positive, though, in the sense that if I can... flashes. If I can put spin on this in the no-spin zone, if we're putting things together a little bit and then just failing to, like, you know, fucking finish... Like, we'd... we'd, Yeah. It's the start of the season. Maybe we're just coming together. Wet weather football's tough. We dropped a lot of footy in their 20, like... You know they didn't pump us. They didn't pump us, didn't which pump I know us. is a sad thing like to they say. Scored a try at the end, which sort of got it up to twenty six twelve. I think in score was so it was really twenty to 12. Like 12, 20 to twelve. Call it twenty to twelve. Yeah, with a, with a nothing try at the end. Call it fucking sixteen twelve. Call it sixteen twelve. Missed a couple of kicks. You know what I mean? Sixteen twelve. Couple hey, of drop balls. A couple of drop balls. Like, there was a try here or yeah. there that shouldn't have been. Made it basically. It went to golden point. Call it twelve. <laughs> Call it 12 all. Honestly, go back and watch the game. Go back it's and basically watch the game. 12 all. It was essentially a golden point thriller. It was basically a golden point thriller. Um, <laughs> Except for a couple of... Except for know, a couple of... You know, small differences. Yeah, Throughout so, the game, which added up minor, to... Minor, minor things that added up to like another five points. we were there or thereabouts against one of the best sides, premiership favourite, I yeah, think, yeah. maybe. If not, very close to... And we had a crack. It's just the systems are coming together. There's some small differences. Lachlan Croker played okay. Did he? Yeah, he did. Good. Which I liked, which buoyed my Yeah, yeah, it. fuck yeah. And well, I mean, give, give Lachlan a couple of weeks in the bloody hookers position before we start judging him too harshly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not Dylan his... Dylan Walker's still not loving one, I don't think. No? no. Dill's not a one. Not a one. He's a centre. He's a centre. He's what, a centre. What about... There's someone in the fucking... There's a, there's a new guy who played a couple of games last year, and I apologise to him greatly for... Morgan Harper? Morgan, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Morgan Harper. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he can... I think he can play fullback. He's, like, rangy, fast motherfucker. Um, I think he played maybe in the centres of the wing last year, but, like, that's what you... I feel like that's what you need a bit more at fullback. A bit rangier. Rangier, faster. Dill... Dill's got some toe, but Dill more of, like, a hard contact sort of Yeah, he way. likes PCM. Yeah. You know what I mean? He He's likes taking of, on the line, yeah. ripping and tearing. It's, it's, it's a lot of running back there. Mm. Maybe mm. too much for Dill. But we'll, like, we'll, we'll see. It is what it is. Marty Tapao played well, real well. That's what you need from Marty because he's now the head of the forward pack with Jake, but like is a big bopper. He needs to be fucking PCM and his dick off. I liked what Marty did. Good. I liked his energy. I liked yeah. his vibe. Marty has to go the big fucking I think, an early, I think an early mistake, but after that he was ripping it. Marty's got a mistake in him. We all know that. Marty knows it. Yeah, but a lot of big boys up front make mistakes from time to time. Certainly. Because they're too focused on PCM. Yeah, and that's what you want. But I, I think... So I think it's more when you're not focused enough on PCMs, you make your mistakes because you're trying to do that flash. I need my big boys PCM focused, PCMs first, everything else second. Once you've got maybe 60, 70 PCMs in a half, mm-hmm. then I'm happy for you to, to start looking for the offload. But you've got to knock up some PCMs before you start fucking around with that. Got to go forward before we can go sideways. Correct. Now, um, while we're on Manly, pride of the league, pride of the league, golden point thriller against the, the Rabbitohs. We've re-signed Desley Hazlitt for a two-year extension. It's all that. Love that. Some people say there's performance clauses. I'm not here to focus on the negative. Performance clauses, I assume, not necessarily written into everyone's contract, but if you start performing like shit in any job, they're probably going to start 
looking at you. Mate, the, look, if there aren't performance clauses in contracts, there fucking should be. Mm. I tell you who needed performance clauses, the Broncos for Seabold. Yeah. Instead of giving him five years with an option Correct. in favour for six. Everyone's like, oh, this is, you know, like Kenty was blown up. I'm like, Kenty, this is what the Broncos should have done, bruh. Bruh. Why wouldn't you put performance clauses in? If you lose 10 on the trot, what? You shouldn't be sacked? Is that what you're telling me? And then Kenty said on Triple M, he was like, you know, now he's trying to coach to save his job. I'm like, aren't you always kind of doing that? Like, obviously, you don't like sitting there thinking about your job. What's the difference between coaching to, to save your job and coaching to win? What's the difference? Well, one is focused on winning. No, they're both on winning. They're, exactly. They're they're both both, focused that's, on winning. What I'm, that's what I mean. Like, it's the same that, thing. That doesn't make sense. You know, if you win... If you focus on winning, your job's safe. So you f- it's it's kind of it's like you, doesn't make any sense. They're wrapped up with each no, other, no, no, no. mate. That, it, that but he was saying papers, he was shit. saying he was saying that um, doesn't make any sense. He was then like, you know, now it's focused on winning. He might have just been like Tommy Turbo, just take your time off, get healthy, get strong, then come back. Now he might be thinking, fuck, I got to rush him back. I'm like, do you think? That Thought he's cool, but also, do you think? That Desley Hasler, of two-time premiership winning fame, basically won the 2013 grand final not being there with the team he built, Desi's team. Basically a four-time premiership coach, Des Hasler, is going to compromise his prized fucking bull by trying to bring him back a couple of weeks early because that might save his career. Tommy Turbo come back two weeks early is going to save his career. Tell you what doesn't, bringing him back two weeks early, him getting injured halfway through Correct. the game, and then you're fucked all season. Correct. Like, use your brain, Kenty. Use your brain. Crazy. Also, if the fucking, if the physios and the doctors are like, he can't play, bro, Yeah, he well, ain't playing. No, they're not going to get, oh, you just fucking, just let him play anyway on one hamstring. Or, Des maybe goes, get Eddie on the blower. And I'm here, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm willing. To, to offer up my right. One more positive manly story for all of you fucks out there. Shiny Josh Schuster of emergent throbber fame re-signed till 2024. Yep. Everyone, you know, oh, you're going to lose him. You're not playing him. Josh wants to be around that team. He wants to be around. Josh wants to be around. We've locked him up so you can all piss off. Loves a club. Josh here till 2024. Book it. Uh, that's manly. We roll on to... Dragons, Cowboys. Didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. Why? Well, ask yourself why didn't why, watch that why game? didn't we watch it? Why didn't I watch that game? Why didn't I watch it? Dave, why didn't we watch the game? I don't know. Why didn't you watch the game? Because it was a pile of shit team against a pile of shit team. Yep. With Look, the greatest respect. If I'd watched it, I would have gone to sleep. And yep. I didn't feel like going to sleep at 7 o'clock. No. I wanted to be up. I wanted to do other things. You had things to do. So I fucked that right off. Now, I had the Cowboys to win. They didn't win. Same. Dragons won. Dragons won. Um, Todd Payton, you'd be like, ooh, Devo, tough start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> Todd wouldn't be happy with that. Uh, Todd chirped his biggest player a week before, and then his biggest player broke his hand or some shit in training. Yeah, yeah, broke his hand. Hand broken. Is it, bro- is it broken hand? Yeah. Tamalolo? Yeah, yeah. And Appy did it as well, didn't he? Appy Coruscant broke his hand. Yeah, Tamalolo's hand's broken. Don't know why I did that. That was fucking weird. <laughs> but it is broken. No, but it is broken. Um, <laughs> thrown me right off. Um, yeah. So Cowboys no good. Dragons surprising. Again, didn't watch the game. So fair. Eh? Not gonna I, talk I, about I, it. I assume they did well. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. That's all I'm giving it. I Great. did watch the I did watch the Roosters towel up 
the Tigers. Now, this is what I said on People our... People were like, the Tigers are a chance. That I'm was like, Michael. In what world Michael. are they a chance? On about even. In what world are they a chance? You've lost your mind. On our uh, fucking... Critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed new punting show about even. Michael Pride is a professional gambler who isn't that good this week. Uh, he basically had the Tigers... Well, you had Roosters 1-12. to 12. I was like, bruh, you are off your fucking head. 1-12. to 12. Thought it was going to be tight. Tight footy. I was like, oh my. What do you, what do you, what do, you do for a living? Exactly. Yeah, are you a professional punter? I was told you are a professional punter. Thought you'd be able to read the room a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, no, no. Roosters, 13 plus. Uh, Brett Morris, anytime try scorer. Daddy, Scored hat tricks. Another hat trick. Back-to-back hatties. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. killing it. Back-to-back hattie. AIDS then- mean nothing to that old bull. Tedesco killing it. Like, their team, it's hard to hate the Roosters because, well, it's easy to hate them, but it's hard that it's I hard like them. hard to hate them. the players. Yeah, I like the players. I like the players. I don't like the club. So, do you want to hear some crazy stats about their first two games? Yes, so please. Brett Morris has scored more points this season than the bottom four teams. Combined or just no, 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 no. Each? each of them? I don't know who those teams um, are. That's fine. It's Tigers, Bulldogs, Cowboys, and one more team that is coming dead last. Yeah, you, you don't, want to, you don't want to get sacked. Um, and then together between Brett Morris and James Tedesco, they've scored more points than all but three teams, including the Roosters. Fucking hell, that's so pretty good. They've scored like, what, 44 points between them. If they've got 11 tries, and the only teams that have scored more are the Knights, the Panthers, and the Roosters. That's wild stuff. That's good stats, Dave. Yeah. Good from you, mate. That's good stats there, Dave. Good Very to see you on the ball, bro. Yeah. I was up all night last night doing the equations and the addition and subtraction. He looks like he's had no sleep. Yeah, yeah. Dave, you, you look, look like, like you're you, on no you are actually, you look like, you look like you've had just a large weekend. You look defeated. That's what happens when I, I saw him maths. walking in here because he didn't drive up here to park. So well, I, do, you know, he, no, 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 no. I was sitting in my car watching him <laughs> drive around and say no to parks that are like you can use. They're, no, because last week I got parked in because I parked in someone else's spot. Someone parked but you in. Na- yeah. But there's names written on. But there was only one spot without a name, and I think Tom was already in it. No, no there's a couple no, without no, names. There's a couple oh, out there okay. that you missed. So, wait, so you got parked in. Yeah, but luckily the spot behind me was like free, so I could reverse out. But if there was a car parked in the bay behind me, I would have been stuck. So someone just what parked across you and was like, fuck you. Yeah, like literally like, you know, teed me essentially, yeah. Heck dear. It's on for young and old up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when we were doing the thing with Kempi the other day, the chick came in with a machete. It was fucking yeah, intense. Um, but I saw Dave, so obviously he didn't park there because he's now scared to get teed in. But he was just walking up in the rain just with his hoodie on. Just like, I was like, oh, Dave looks like he's had a big weekend. Yeah. Have you, mate? You all right? It was, yeah, you know, it wasn't too bad. Obviously not a great start on Thursday night. Saturday night, I bartended, so I only started drinking after that, which was never good because on Sunday I had to get up for a family brunch early and then go. How early? I had to get up at like 9.30. (laughs) But, I mean, when you go to bed at like 4. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. It adds up. And then I went straight from there to watch the Giants play the Saints at Spotless Stadium. Why the fuck did you go there? Uh, A mate of mine from Melbourne is down here, and he's a big Saints fan. Piss and rain? The rain wasn't too bad. We were undercover. It was actually a really good game. It was close. The Saints got there in the end. Okay. But it was kind of back and forth the whole game. But, fuck, those games gone for a long time, and Homebush was fucking far away. That's the only thing for me. I'd be just like, I'm not, I'm not going. Sorry, yeah. dude. It's a spotless, mm. hungover on a Sunday. 
you've been up since now. You're trying to swallow a yawn there, Eddie. <laughs> I can see your eyes watering. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. You, mate, you would have been better off yawning. You yeah. were trying to swallow it. I, was I like, didn't think it would be a big one. <laughs> <laughs> you looked like you were in pain, dude. Your eyes were watering as you looked at me. I'm like, I can see you yawning, bro. It's all right. Let it out. Let it out. <laughs> Don't swallow the yawn, dude. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I've had a few of those today. Oh, good for you, Dave. Yeah. Well, welcome, buddy. Welcome, Thank welcome. You. Great, Great good, good dioring. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to sleep now. Yeah, yeah, you you get back to sleep in your chair. Yeah, um, <laughs> set an alarm for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. roosters pump the tigers. Tigers look like poo. They look like poo. What do you expect? I'm sorry, I don't come on here to bash the tigers. It's not no. my, it's not my jam. It's not my mo. No, I play it as I see it. Yeah, and I see shit. <laughs> Yeah, their fullback's good though. I rate the fullback Dane Laurie. Yeah, he's a new yeah, throbber he's from super coach team from he's Penrith. Sick. He's he's a gun, dude. Yeah, he's he good. got he got shown up in defence a couple of times. Brett Morris's first try, I think, where he just fucking in and away him looked made him look pretty shitty. But his attacking play, fast feet, fast feet, stepping, blah blah blah. You're like, oh, this guy's this guy's got a bit about him. Yeah, he's got a bit about him for sure. Uh, not so much for everyone else. Did you see Luke Brooks of Tigers half fame of no finals in 150 games? It was his 150th game. Congratulations to Luke. Well done. Couldn't break the banner to get on the field. He got caught up in the banner. He got caught up in the banner. Sometimes, you know, there's synergy between careers and, and the ability to break a banner. Now... I'll leave that up to the list. Well, I, that banner is eighth position on the ladder. And no, that, no, that banner is finals footy yeah. or success or, yeah. you know. Rings or anything. Rings or anything. Yeah. You can use whatever you'd like. Well, the, banner, he hasn't the banner is the barrier between ninth and eighth position. And then beyond that is everything that finals has to offer. Glory. Glory. Luke, couldn't, Luke had to run around the banner. That's right. Now, what the fuck are they making these banners out of, though? Like, with the greatest respect, I, Luke, well, Luke, I mean, now, either, Luke's, either Luke is very... Either Luke isn't cut out for that banner life, or they're making banners... I thought they should make banners out of toilet paper. Well, it may well have been a wet weather banner. Uh, okay. Mm, I don't know. I've thought about this a fair bit, because going down to the Storm games, they have a banner every home game. You know, different thing. I think they take hey, it from the AFL. Thing. Exactly. And when they make the banners... It's from like I don't know toilet paper type material. You can almost see through it. When You've been right up close to them, haven't you? As you in your time as a ball boy. Well, but I was. Have never you ever ball- gone through one? No, because I was never ball boy at the home games, and they wouldn't have banners at away games. Uh. I was only ball boy in Sydney. But I've noticed the Sydney teams when they do banners, it's like glossy paper, like from a magazine yeah. kind of thing. Trying to run through Not a like magazine. In Melbourne, where it's like yeah, toilet paper, like almost cellophane. So yeah, the Sydney. How does it? How does that cellophane stuff stick up, stand up to the wet though? I think it's okay as long. As I think cellophane's good in the wet because it's plastic, but toilet paper would just. Well, it's like a more, I mean, materially toilet paper, not so papery, more like, um, almost like a, I don't know, like high end toilet paper or a Viva wipe. No, no, almost like a like a flag, like what a flag is made of, like that kind of. That's not fucking paper, David. Yeah, but it's a flag, like, dude. That's pretty no, durable. Maybe not that tough. Flags are fucking maybe impossible to run tough. through. You wouldn't be able to run through a flag, no <laughs> way. Crate paper, I think, is what I was thinking. Of. Crate paper. Crate paper. Yeah, I'm with you. Again, but I don't know also, how that sticks yeah. up to water. If it's wet, look. Anyway, I mean, yeah. I mean, did you do you know the one for the grand final? I think it was like Collingwood, fucking someone, and it just blew away in the wind before the team even got there, and the people who organised it were in tears on the field. 
Because, like, I think it's, like, outsourced every year. It's like, oh, this supporters group gets to make it this year, and theirs just blew away in the wind before the fucking team had even run out, and they were in tears in the field, and it was like, oh, oh you're kidding no. Me? That's awful. That's awful. But, but also, like, yeah. you know, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and that brings us, obviously, to Chad Townsend. Chad. Chad Townsend. We obviously we, we who had one job as well. <laughs> Chad had one job. Chad had one job. Chad had one job. Chad had one job. Uh, he was kicker. That was to kick a conversion. Well, a penalty. He he missed three. Uh, or four. He was three or four. And to say that they were kickable would be an understatement. Two of them were particularly kickable. Yeah, two of them were pretty pedestrian. And two, the two of them were the, the game end, on the, the line. Penalty, the penalty at the end from the sideline. To send it to overtime, which... It wasn't even the sideline, bro. It was kickable. That it, one that you showed at the end, yeah. was that the conversion or the penalty? On that the, was the penalty. That was the penalty. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't that far. No, dude. And there, there was... So there was, I think, a sideline conversion that was tough. And then there was two... There was another conversion which was not tough. And then... Actually, I'm trying to think. No, so there was a conversion that wasn't tough. Mm. Then there was a conversion to send it to Golden Point that wasn't tough. And then there was a penalty that wasn't tough. Yep. For a kicker. If you're a kicker. Yeah. If your job is to kick. Now, this isn't my thoughts, but I, I you know, we did put it up on our it was on our it was on my store our Instagram story it was me just watching it at home because I know he'd been kicking so bad, I was like I either want to document the win or another miss and I mean it was another miss, but a lot of Cronulla fans reached out to us in the DMs off the back of that. Some saying that with the greatest respect, they feel like Chad might be getting to a stage in his career that would see him better served as a starting half in a Super League side <laughs> than for the Cronulla Sharks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's not me saying that because no, I don't give not. a shit about the, the Sharks. No, that's not you saying that. It's an interesting point. It, look, it's tough. And there'll be a lot of reflection for Chad, no doubt, over the coming days and weeks and months yep. and years. Yeah. But, you know, this week in particular, there'll be a lot of reflection. He and can't kick anymore. That's, he's got, he's, that's yips. Like, he's, that's broken him mentally. Yeah. The kicking side of things, right? Yeah, he's yipped up. He's yipped now. You don't, you don't go was, with Chad. I mean, he was slipping and sliding. The boot was coming off the side. Like, the ball was coming off the side of his boot. It was like, it was... It was comedic. <laughs> It was so bad. He also when he's ta- he looks like he's trying to creep up on the ball when he's yeah, taking. Like, yeah, yeah. He looks like he's yeah. trying to scare. You don't need it. to surprise it, bro. It's the ball doesn't away. need to surprise. It is not a sentient being. No, it doesn't know. He almost acts like if if he's too aggressive, the ball's going to realize it'll, it's it'll realize and then miss freak the out. Yeah, no. I think someone needs to let Chad know that ball is for all intents and purposes dead. <laughs> Like it's not a, it's not a ball is dead, bro. It doesn't know you're coming. The ball's not alive. You You don't need to creep up on it. In fact, I think you need to be more aggressive and forceful and confident because he walks in, he creeps in. But having said that, even though the even though the ball's dead, it it picks up on your energy. Well, it can certainly pick up that Chad is trying to creep up on it. It's like, bro, just kick me. I'm a ball. Just kick me. I want to be. I'm a ball. Yeah, kick me. So yeah, the ball. I know we said the ball was dead, but it is conscious. But it's more like it picks up on energies. Yeah, and it's saying you're being a soft cock. Just just come and smack me. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be confident. Yeah. You gotta be alpha. He does not look confident before he kicks any time. No. Or he didn't last night. And that's why they lost. I mean, they, they stole the two points there in some respects, the Raiders. Well, they were up twelve nil, then they shot the bed. The, the, mate, the Sharkies came home with a 
wet sail does. I don't get it. I don't get wet sail. Well, Can if you the sail's wet, then it's... That would be difficult, I would have thought. No, but from my understanding, it's like if you're coming home strong and fast and your sail, you know, there's water blowing up against your sail and, you know, you've just screamed in and that's what I think. But I will deal with that now. Is that you just completely making that, that up? Like in the sense of like this is just up. what you well, think it could I mean, be? To put some up. credentials <laughs> to it, my uncle's done three Sydney to Hobart. So. Well, okay, that's cool, yeah. but has he told you that? Or is Maybe. that just like going, hmm. my uncle did Sydney Like my uncle did Sydney to Hobart as well, but I don't pretend to fucking know, you know, starboard and port. <laughs> one's left and one's right. I know that, but yeah. I don't know which one's which. Now, um, coming home with a wet sail, Dave. Coming home with a wet sail. Please don't be what you thought it was. That'll make me way happier. Is it even a saying? (laughs) (laughs) Do you even have an uncle? (laughs) It's coming. It's all right. Internet's a bit slow. No, we got time. We don't have all day, but we've got some time. We've got some time. How are you, Dave? You good? (laughs) Yeah, can't complain. What are you showing us the screen for there, bro? Well, because I'm just showing you. It's it's still loading. Mate, we we know you're not a liar. Okay. Do we have to do we have to turn to Matt the Waterboy who seems to have more reliable internet over there? Tony Superior. Yeah. Look at this battle of the producers here. Matt's in there, you can hear him typing. Who's Krieger? Who's Krieger? Who's getting a pay rise? Matt's got the priority internet. <laughs> get the pay rise. There we go. Coming home with a wet sail. Matt looks like he's already. Let's get the pay rise. There we go. Coming home with a wet sail. To make sweet progress of victory, like a ship with sails wetted in order to keep close to the wind. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, we probably didn't pick that up on microphone, but what well, the fuck does it mean still? I don't get it. Well, no, because I think if you wet the sail, does the wind affect it more? It gets from what... So what, Matt they're saying said. the sail's more effective if it's wet? Matt, who is Dave's superior, who's... Kempi's official producer. He just said that if you have a wet sail, it keeps you closer to the wind. I don't know what the fuck that means. Is your is your internet still not come up yet, David? No, that first page came up, but it didn't give me much. But this one, hang on. I'm surprised that the first thing doesn't give you at all. Yeah. What does it mean? Like, why? Origin. Well, uh, so... Explanation. People think that wetting down the canvas of sails increased the speed of the ship. There we go. I don't know why. Or if that's the, fine, If though. the physics I, or maths works If you know out, why, then. let us know. Let us know. But that's, that's all we need to know. Coming home with a wet sail always, to me, felt like that doesn't make sense. It says a wet sail holds more of the wind than a dry one. There you go. Which there I guess go. makes sense. Because if you're wearing wet clothes, you can feel the wind a lot more than, I yep. guess, if you're, sure. if you're blowing. Well, well, I'm cool it, with that. It's more dense. The yes. sail becomes yeah. denser. Yeah. yeah. All right. Makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Right. Thank you, Matt. And to a lesser extent, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah the, the Sharks were coming home With a wet sail Yep um, and, and they didn't win They didn't that's win That's basically though, Because Chad Can't kick That's the long and the short of it That's the round Yeah that's the round Eddie before we wrap Rugby league Obviously you know There is a round coming up Next weekend As there will be one after that One round is followed By another round That's round three Next weekend Manly play The DMC Dragons Now obviously We expect nothing less Than a famous win And a pumping of those Losers when we go down to Cogro or wherever the fuck it is, Wind Stadium actually, I think. But uh, there has been a bet thrown our way um, by none other than former Premiership winning half and Dragons legend Jamie Soward. Now, obviously, times are tough for Sowie in the sense that he's, you know, 
he's a great of the club, and now he's seeing them just in an absolute rabble. Even though they did win on the weekend, but like you know, a rabble nonetheless. A rabble nonetheless. Sowie wants to have a case of blokes on the outcome of this game. Uh, now, obviously, I just lap snap that up as soon as I hear that there's like a case of blokes to be had. I'm like, yeah, we'll fucking win that. Thank you very much. Also, won a case of blokes on the weekend off a dribbler. Uh, who gave a manly an 18-point head start against South. Silly. Silly. Uh, but then I said, don't worry about it, bro. You don't have to give them to us because we have blokes coming out of our assholes in the best possible way. Anyway, Sowie, you're on, brah. Sweet and Soured podcast is obviously where Sowie does all of his best work these days. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited, obviously, to get a case of blokes. I don't know what... I guess he'll just, what, mail them to us? Do we get him to send them here? I think you should drop them off. He might have to drop them off. Don't mail them, mate. Be no. a man. Drop yeah. them off. Shake Walk hands. In. Look us in the eye. Accept yeah. defeat. Be better. Yeah. Because the Dragons, they're, they're no good, right? We, we understand that. Man, he's not going 0-3. No way. Doesn't happen. Won't happen. Can't there's, happen. There's not, a, there's not a world where that happens. Can't happen. Won't happen. We'll pump you. Won't happen. So Manly 13 plus against the Dragons. Put that one in your little fucking notebooks. Pipe and smoke it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's rugby league. Fuck you, Dragons. Oh, yeah, yeah I did I like see that. that. I like that. People like, some guy on the Punters and Dribblers page thought it was shit. I'm like, bro, you don't get it. I thought, so let's talk about that. The uh, Olympic surfing team from Australia is called the Irukandjis. Yeah. That is a small jellyfish that resides you up. resides on sort of the northern shores of Australia, yeah, north yeah. east coast. Yeah, Cairns, um, Cairns, northern yeah, territory. Oh, the sorry, Red Barrier Reef yeah, yeah. Uh, Great Australian, but uh, not apparently, like right. I didn't realize this in summer. Very rare for in summer up around there. It's like you actually can't swim in the ocean. Yeah. No, 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 you can't because they fucking get you. Yeah, so I'm. My grandparents used to live up in Port Douglas, hence the Queensland heritage, obviously. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, there's proper for. And it's some weird rule which works out to be every month that has an R in it, which is not for that sake. That's just when it lines up weirdly. And every month, which is like nine months out of the year, there's a little net around all the beaches there. And like you can get really fucked by those jellyfish. So they don't get, they can't get through the nets though. Is that what you're telling me? No, not apparently. I thought, now this is, you might have to deal with this. So October, November. Yeah, it's pretty much like May, April, uh, May, June, June, July. August. Yeah, May, June, May, June, April? July, August. Yeah, May, June, oh, sorry, July, there's an R. August. Sorry, yeah, May, Are the only August. months you can swim. Pretty much, yeah. I think it's probably better and worse some seasons, but that's the month that they have the net at the beach, which right. is kind of a sign to be. So like, that's yeah. what they're named after the surfers, Irukandji. I thought the Irukandji, and I actually had to deal this on the weekend, but I don't know what the the real name is. I thought that was the little thing that swum up your pee hole in like, um, you know, in like Amazon, yeah, in Amazon rivers and yeah. shit. Why would is they that, name it after that? That was why I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, that seems like a weird one. I was like, what I the- heard about that. I, is that was that is that true? No, that's true. There is like a it's, there's like a something. Is it true though? It's called the Kanduru. Is there one? Is it called an Irigunji though? Is there anything like that? It, so you're telling See if me there's some other names. Swim up a stream of urine. Yeah, yeah. That's an incredible swimmer. <laughs> Yeah. The power would be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well, I think it doesn't necessarily... You don't have to be pissing for it to get up there, though. I think that, like, you could have... I think it can, like, find your pee hole. Again, I'm I'm not sure, though. But is it just not Irigandji or anything? Or? It says Kandiru. Kandiru. Okay. Kandiru. 
Yeah, but they, and it and swims up streams of urine. So what it does though, Eddie, you know, like or does an, it just swim in when you're in the water? You know, like an arrow, how they've got like the spikes going out, so it's like you can get in, but you can't pull it out because the spikes dig in. Oh my god! Yeah, that's oh. what it's like. It's, yeah, it's also been called a toothpick fish because it is, yeah, that thin. That sounds etch as hell. You have to be as thin as a toothpick to swim in a pee hole. Right? Wow, that's right. And well, not the sheriffs. But Except the sheriff. No, he could have a fucking he could have a barracuda swim yeah, out his yeah, pee yeah, hole. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. Where was I? Where were we? Uh, the Australian surfing team, Irukandji. Great. I name. think it's a sick name. Yeah, it's cool. All the best to the Irukandji, Tokyo this year. They'll rip and tear. Yeah. Julian Wilson, Sally Fitzgibbon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's dope. I like it. And they don't swim up pee holes. Just don't, don't. get it twisted. They sting you and put you into cardiac arrest. They sting arrest. you and they'll, you know. They're deadly in the water, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sick. That's awesome. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Um, didn't realize, though, that they were so overwhelming they just shut down beaches in the time when you want to swim at the beach the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, like, up north, that's when you want to... Well, yeah, it's so hot. Fucking and hot. And you can't swim in the ocean. It's fucking brutal. At least, though, being... That, that isn't known enough, I don't think. No. It's like a thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. I remember going up there the first time I went to Port Douglas, and I was like, oh, what, no one swims here? And they're like, no, nah, not not now. The bloody Irukandji here. I was like, that is fucked. So you basically have to have a pull up here, otherwise it's like fucking torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hectic. It's wow. hot as shit up there, dude. Anyway. So they've they got stingers on their bell, on their tentacles, and they're able to fire stingers from the tips of their tentacles. These things sound like fucking the aliens. The sting has been described as 100 times as potent as that of a cobra and 1,000 times stronger than a tarantula. And they can fire them at you. Yeah. What the fuck? These f- things are not to be fucked with. Whoever said it was beta has lost their mind. Who said it was beta? Someone in the, in the P's and D's group being like, this is the... Beat an A. Oh and everyone's God. like, bro. Hey, if you it. looked into Irukandji, you Look fucking into him, idiot. Bro. Look into him. Crazy that, like, I wonder where it sits on, like, the, 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 the coastline where it's like, below here, no Irukandji is still a bit like, surely some float down on the fucking tide. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're saying where do they stop? Yeah. Because well, that's, that's something I'd want to know. We or don't like, get them down in New South Wales. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, you'd want to have, like, a kilometre or two. Of like, don't even waste your time swimming here because it's in it's in like the Irukandji sort of flow on zone where yeah, a couple yeah, could. Yeah. You don't of... want to be in the flow on zone. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I think you just need to make smart decision smart decisions in the surf. Yeah, you're right. I've always said that. You have said that. Shout out to Irukandji. Shout out to Australian surfers. Shout out to the things that swim up your pee hole in the Amazon because they'll get you. They'll get you, and they they won't get out. Olympics, Tom. Brisbane moves one step closer to hosting the 2032 Olympics. Now, I didn't know originally how I felt about this because I'm a Sydney, I'm a Sydney Olympics purist. Purist. Why? Well, because it was the best Olympics of all time. Yep. It was our Olympics. Great time in all of our lives. It was you and I, our Olympics. Yes, definitely. It was the nation's Olympics. It was the state, the city's Olympics. Yep. But I'm not... I'm not against Brisbane ripping and tearing and getting this thing off the ground. I don't mind it. Good for the economy, Eddie, and I've always been economy first sort of an operator. Economy first operator. But apparently they've moved from like one stage to the next stage, and the way they do the Olympics now is, because they're so fucking expensive and you've had the disasters in Athens and Rio and shit, apparently the Olympic Committee works with a city that wants to host it, gets them to a point where they're like, okay, your, your plans get into a pretty good place. They move them to the next state stage where they negotiate and they basically just put one city forward 
and the other nation cities vote yes or no. So if you get to that point, you're pretty much like Brisbane's pretty much guaranteed. They're not going up against anyone. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gone to the days of like you spent fucking tens of millions of dollars at bidding but, but for the Olympics and then get voting against, you know, heaps of other hosts. And wasn't it always like corrupt as fuck? It was like, Super corrupt, fucking disaster, full on night. What happened at Athens to make it a cat to, you know, you said. Mate, nothing, like the whole, like basically none of the facilities are used. Oh, Cost now. Them billions and yeah, billions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that seems to be like everywhere. Well, that's the, but that's the point. They're like, that's such a waste of money. Like right. Rio's, like one of the stadiums they used in Rio for the soccer. There's no, there's no seats left. They've been completely ripped up and raided. Nothing's used. The golf course has wasn't used again after the Olympics. Like falling into disrepair. Just complete waste of money. Yeah, right. Complete Build it, waste of money. And then you just got these things like just falling apart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got to be able to get your money back somehow. So they've structured the Olympics differently. Anyway, Brisbane, they're ripping in a town. They want to. They want to get it. I like get that. I like that. I don't mind. And that it's good. Brisbane. It's in Australia. We've already had Sydney. I don't have it affecting my bloody... 32 years after Sydney as well, which is a fucking wig out. Yeah, well, that makes you feel sick a little bit. Doesn't that make you feel sick to your stomach? Yeah. Good Lord. Because we'll be in our 40s at that point. Yeah, I'll be 41. Will I be 41? Well, 32 plus however old you were when the Olympics were on. I'll be 41. Yeah. Hectic. You'll be like 45. Yeah, dude, I'll basically be... You'll basically be 50. I'll be on the, like, the... 12th, 13th hole. So it's a look, it's a while away. Yeah. But congrats to Brisbane. Well done. Well done, guys and girls. This weekend, Eddie, there's some UFC on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big fucking, big, big card. Sadly, uh, Volkanovski of Australian world champion fame has had to pull out against Brian Ortega because he got COVID. Fuck COVID. Poor bastard. Didn't have it when he left Australia. Didn't have it when he landed. Didn't have it when he landed, then got it then somehow got it. in quarantine. Yep. I don't know. Uh, uh, but the main one is Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou, and I am so wet for that. So, so wet for that. Big, 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 thick boys. Yeah. Stipe beat him the first time. If you don't know, you're obviously not an MMA guy or girl, and fuck you, you should be. But Stipe beat him the first time. Francis was sort of young in the game then. Many expect that. Well, after that loss, he basically just went and went on a tear and just ended fucking people for the next few years mm. uh he's now back there i think he'll win only because you reckon Ngannou wins well like stipe's probably not going to knock him out right so it's going to be like a i just think that francis francis is probably well it's a war of attrition but francis will win by a knockout if he wins right so it's like he just needs to land on him if and, he can land one punch yeah it's over you and then when like a flush one yes. you can't withstand it because like daniel cormier knocked out stipe yeah. And it wasn't even that hard of a punch. It was a good punch, but it wasn't that hard of a punch. Francis doesn't even need to land flush. He just like can do a grazing blow. Hardest punch in the world, punters and dribblers. And if you haven't if you haven't heard of his backstory or if you haven't heard him talk about his story, I cannot recommend enough listening to Joe Rogan's interview with him and he just goes he just talks about getting out of uh Cameroon as a refugee. Like he escaped and having to cross the cross the sea between Morocco and Spain? Is that correct? Uh, and he tried seven or yeah. eight times, tried seven or eight times to like to, to cross and got captured and taken back and had like fucking shit going with the boat. Like was living in, in a forest. He was like just living in a forest with all they, all he had was a blanket and a piece of plastic. And he said they were like, that was like 
the most valuable things because the blanket obviously kept you warm and the plastic kept you dry. And then police had come up into the mountains to try and like fucking get the, uh, to get you like, cause you were trying to cross borders and shit. And you just have to run and take your blanket and your plastic with you, but sometimes you wouldn't be able to have enough time and the police would come and burn your blanket and your plastic so you were fucked to try and, like, get you out. And he was like, you would just keep running. You just couldn't stop running. You basically had to run. You had to be, like, willing to just keep fucking running like because the cops would get to a point where they go, fuck it, we're not chasing you. But anyway, there's way more to the story. He was working in sand mines when he was 10. Yeah, like, unbelievable. Just crazy. And he's just a humongous dude, genetic freak. But anyway, they're fine for the title. I couldn't recommend going and... and listening to a podcast more to be honest fucking interesting anyway i'm excited for the card eddie mm. excited for the card um but that's kind of it for, for ufc i don't bam know bam got a good win bam bam i tipped him ko inside of a inside first round first round yeah sick good to see yeah 40, back to back 49 seconds back to back wins hopefully he can Ruben start to to you know move up the heavyweight division that'd be cool shout out to bam bam outside of ufc eddie i did want to bring something up this happened. This only happened to us last week. Um, the season is over currently for the Thick Ropes County Eleven, mm-hmm. uh, the most famous cricket side in the land, in no small part because of the, uh, you know, the podcast with which we sort of share all the news and the stories about Thick Ropes. We got some new gear on the week last week, Eddie, which we've all been very excited about. Some new pants. Mm-hmm. We're, we're obviously honeydew melon in color. New pants, new shirts. Yeah, you look nice. They're good. Got some baggy melons now as well. Imagine my surprise when the skipper, Chica, sends around the photos of the uh, the new merch and I see that it is uh, bespeckled in sponsors, Yuli's Brews, Batuta Bitter, fucking the Nelson Hotel, Diamantina Podcast, Diamantina Podcast Network. Network, shout out to Diamantina, Zero, Hello Sport, Podcast, sponsorship, anywhere. Well, you, you, you just mean... You mean the sponsor? I mean the the brand that put that put the club on the map. That's right. Now, I would assume that all those sponsors paid to be there, right? And that's how it should be. Feel like we weren't even given the opportunity. We to, just bought a thousand dollar Freddie Glory Hall, fatty, fatty Glory Hall. Yeah, we Do got. You know what I mean? Yeah, we just spent a thousand bucks on a Glory Hall. We can we can sponsor. A, we can afford it. Yeah, we can afford it. Clearly. It would have been nice. It would have been nice to get the option. Yeah. And, you know, we would have taken the option. 100% we would have taken the option. We would have taken the option and run. And I just think there would have been a lot of nice synergy there. Fucking oath there would The brand that put you on the map is now on your back or your bum or your Wherever. We would have taken anywhere. It doesn't matter. We would have taken any spot on the board. Look, it it was one of those ones where I had to try and temper my... Fury, disappointment, yeah, sadness. you were disappointed. You were disappointed. Uh, right, because obviously I had to be up and about. Wow, great new gear. Hold on a second. Who are all these brands that have never fucking, you know, mm. proudly repped the fucking Thick Ropes County at all? And they're now all over the bloody thing. Disappointing. Disappointing. So listen, you know, we've been disrespected. We're going to be bigger men and women about it and just get on with the show. Thick Ropes still mean a lot to us as a podcast. We just get on with it. But it'd be... We wouldn't be telling the truth. We'd be lying to the pun and the dribbler to pretend like there wasn't a bit of fucking, you know, upheaval in the club at present. Look, there's there's dissent. There's it, there's a bit of dissent. There's you know, it's not it's not all happy. No, for for a, for a club that you know hangs its hat on happiness, the last week's been a little bit tumultuous. It's been tough. It's been tough. Been tough week in the club's history. Yep. I um took Steph to swim class 
on the weekend, which was wholesome. It's the first time I've done that. It's father, Steph daughter. Sorry, did I say Steph? You did say Steph. That's weird. Uh, no, Evie. Daddy, daughter, swim class. Cute, it was dude. It was cute as fuck, but I, my germophobia came out a little bit because you're in like a warm pool with fucking like six-month-old babies, one-year-old babies. I'm like, there's no way every kid isn't pissing their little hearts out in this fucking pool. And then, huh? Uh, it's at Cook and Phillip, and there's like a kiddie pool section where they heat it up, and it's like you're just like playing with cups and balls, and like it's really wholesome, it's lovely. But I'm like, this place is filled with piss, and then they're like, they do these games where at the start where it's like, you know, um, if you're happy and you know it, splash your hands, then you'll hit the water and doing all that sort of stuff. And then they're like, if you're happy and you know it, blows some bubbles, and like everyone gets their mouth to like the water and goes like. Like blowing fucking bubbles in the water. Did you do it? No, I was like, sorry, dude, I'm not putting, I'm not putting my mouth. I just was like singing along, like yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And like, there's a kid, there's a class of kids in there before I go in, and then we go in with the next class. I'm like, there's been kids pissing in this pool since fucking seven thirty in the morning. I'm here at like eleven. I'm just like, this is fun, this is wholesome, but I almost need to be first in. I don't know, dude. Anyway, it was cute. Shout out to swim classes. Shout out to Blind Bubbles. Shout out to Blind Bubbles in pissy pool water. Let's dribble. Hey, Tom, Eddie, Dave. Um, just wanted to call and say, because I've just seen Bloke in the Bar just posted a photo saying they reckon uh, B Mozzle is the best, almost consistent winger of all time. That's not what I want to discuss. But he doesn't, he doesn't look like a winger. He's not built like a winger at all. And he's not a fucking Derek. Like, there's, there's something special about him. Not a him Derek? Is that what he said? Because he looks like a pub scrapper. And he's a try machine. Anyway, that was all right, so... I don't know, maybe... Oh, no, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, leave it at that. All right, well, that was a comment more than anything. I think Brett Morris is close to the greatest winger of all time. If not the greatest winger of all time. If not the greatest. Yeah. He's a freak. I think they say... I think that, like, Wendell's sort of probably the most commonly... Uh, accepted goat on the wing, but I just think Brett Morris. I think Brett Morris might be better. So consistent, rarely has a bad game. He's not as like powerful like a. Are you good, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. Um, he's not as powerful like a Lottie or a Wendell, but um, he's he a, he's he, an animal. He, he finds a way for that not to be. Well, that's not his thing. It's not his thing. thing. He's fast. He scores. Mate, he scored. He's third. He'll be he'll be third all time by the end of this year. He's on one hundred and seventy one or two now. Mm. Beavers one eighty. Um, but he still he gets up, like he gets up aerially. He, he gets, defends his fucking dick off. I reckon he was one of the first uh, the first wingers to be aerially inclined. Yeah. Oh yeah, he gets up there. Loves it. Yeah, absolutely loves it. Um, but yeah, that was mainly a comment from him. But yeah, Beamer is a fucking weapon. And if you don't think Beamos is a weapon, you can go and get fucked. Well, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. With the greatest respect. Hey, boys. Black Dog Dribbler here of BBD Brothers fame. I'm here with um, Joe Masseur uh, of Wally Masseur's son fame. I was talking to a couple of dribblers tonight. Jesus Christ. them the yarn about how I met Luke Bracey and Kill Care. And I was telling them how... I'm fucking Jabba the Hutt Smurf. Disregard that. Somehow I met him in a random pub drinking old and fucking ciggies. I said his name about three times like Beetlejuice. Sure enough, walks around the corner. Who is it? Luke Bracey. Nude soon fame. 
turns the corner. He's like, mate, I met your brother last weekend. Where's your old in your hand? I'm lost. Anyway. Yeah, um, and Sue probably put a uh, bookend on that story. Mm. So it's a great one. I think the point is that on St. Patrick's Day, an auspicious day, if ever I've had one, um, that the name Luke Bracey was mentioned three times in a row and all of a sudden he appears as a stained manly. Not too surprising, but honestly bizarre. Because I've lived on this earth for 23 years and I've never seen Luke Bracey. So why he was there, um, I'm not sure. I have a feeling that it's got something to do with the fact that his name was mentioned three times. And, and not only that, I think that The Rock was mentioned a few times and he was not too happy with The Rock. I know it can't be said, um, but I will say this. You play in fucking fifth grade cricket, turn up to LMS second grade, and I'll bow heat to you. Good luck fucking facing me, mate. You don't have a better average than the Bradman. Shout out to Rub Tug Dribbler. That was as disjointed a dribble as I may have ever heard. Now, yeah. yep. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but he didn't seem to be all there. No, that seemed like a man sort of losing his grip on reality. That's right. He was he was in and out, in and out. You know in like, uh, is it Inception when like they start disappearing from the dream? Yes. That's sort of what it seemed like. He was just disappearing from our very eyes and like just little bits were, were holding on. The only thing I will take away from it is... His comment around if a dribbler says Luke Bracey three times, he appears. That is true. That's true. That's 100% true. Now, it's taken a few of you, well, it's taken most of you a long time to figure that out. Yeah. We've known that for years. Say his name three times, he'll be there. Don't overuse it. Don't overuse it. It's not something that you can abuse. We'll certainly, we'll prove it at, one, at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll make some sort of a video proving it. But we don't it. have to prove anything to you, dumb dribblers. That no. guy, I mean, I'm going to take him at his word. It happened to him. Yeah. So it happens. Luke Bracey, Luke Bracey, Luke Bracey, he will, he will appear. He's, he's here now. Okay. Fuck off, Luke. No, nah, sorry, mate. You can't do it. Uh, not now, Luke. Uh, and in terms of you telling me to come up to your second division fucking LMS to face you and your weak bowling, how about you come down to fucking seventh division, you fucking soft cock? That's where the real cricket's played. Yeah, that's right. That's where the real cricket's played. Anyone knows that. Yeah. Anyone worth oh, soft. yeah, you want me to come up there so you can try bowl heat. If you're being in second division is actually more beta than being in seventh because it's like you desperately want to make div one and you can't make it. I'm in seventh where the bloody cowboys play cricket. Cowboys play tough. Cowboys play tough, man. Uncompromising cricket. So you come down there and you can bowl heat to me and I'll fucking tonk him. I'll tonk you. Uh, anyway, coherent dribble soon, bro. Dave's having. An absolute shocker. Dave is having one of the great shockers. He's moving around. He's knocking over his fucking water bottle. He can't find his headphone. Bloody Matt's getting his dioring done for him. Matt, you know what's throwing him? He got, had to get up at 9.30 yesterday. Yeah. And it's just rattled him. <laughs> Look, he's never, he hasn't recovered. He's no. fucked him. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't caught up on sleep. Completely fucked him. Back to back 9.30 and 7.30 starts yeah wow that's that's real tough yeah that's brutal yep all right we're here though we're moving on tom eddie dior piggy smalls the simon whitlock dribbler um just want to talk a little bit about my experience yesterday 
um, driving to a town south of, of Dubbo for work and just not feeling okay. But I got excited because I thought, you know, I'd get to listen to the podcast and um, just wasn't feeling right, just getting a bit annoyed with the podcast, which didn't seem right, maybe because I'm a family man, man and manly fan and, like, you know, the licks were hurt and ended up coming coming to the motel, got, like, the worst case of gastro. Worst case. And it's the middle of the night, just feeling like ass. And, um, look, the community got me through. The Hello Sport community got me through. I was just keep thinking, just keep... Keep making the big lift and, and, and keep doing it, doing it for you guys, doing it for um, the King Dale also. So I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks to the community for getting me through this uh, hard and challenging time. That's what we're anyway, here for, bro. Manly forever, storm never, 40 nil. Be soon. Look, did I expect a man to come on today and say that we helped him through gastro? gastro? No, I didn't. But are you surprised, Eddie? I'm not surprised. No. I'm not surprised. I'm never surprised anymore. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, he thanked the community, but I think he was actually thanking us. Well, in I mean, we are the, we built the community, so, you know. Speaking of the community, shout out to that motherfucker who jumped in the pond at Wollongong University and swum. That's a pilgrimage. It's a pilgrimage. That's a pilgrimage. It's time honoured. We also need to have a conversation around the guy who put the new plaque up He's been throwing. He's like been asking about baggy greens and shit. And I mean, there is a part of me that's like, we gave one out already for the for the act of putting up the plaque, but he has gone a big lift. And there's two elements to that because we've got the guy who's put up the plaque, which was phenomenal, and it's like that's a real service to the punter and the dribbler. I feel like there is potential for a baggy green to be owed there because you're going, you're also putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah, it's a big lift. Then there's also the guy that made the plaque. Or commissioned the plaque. Now, I don't know whether he gets a baggy green or whether he gets some Hello Sports stubby coolers and a hat. Mm. But we need to... They they can't just be going big lifts for no... I don't think that... I think there's one up for grabs. One baggy green. Yeah. Yes. Not I, two. No, no, no. I think that... I think if anyone gets a baggy green, it's the man who puts it up. I think so. But... Because there's a guy that's made it, I still think that he gets something. Yeah, he gets something. He'll get a punters and dribblers cap when they arrive. Yeah. And a subby cooler. Yeah, I think that's fair. But do we think Jacko gets a baggy green? Yeah, yeah Jacko gets a baggy green. Jacko has to get a baggy he green. He gets a that. baggy green, 100%. He can't. Mate, he, he can't did it in the pouring rain with like a fucking... Drill in a bag and yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 All right, well, one. take this as an official crowning of Jacko's... Uh, well done, Jacko. The we all, we all, sort, of, we all sort of knew that if you weren't all talk, you'd get one. Yes. Yes. We all knew it. Um, and you weren't all talk. No, so you weren't. You're in. And then in terms of the dude who did the praising of St. Peter, there's no baggy green there. I think he kind of hoped there would be one, but like, I'm that, sorry. That's, that's what you should be doing. I'm sorry, but we don't, we, we've never handed out two baggy greens for one act. So we can't on this occasion. No, but I'm, I just mean the one, not the one who made it. I'm saying the guy who swum up to the fucking... Oh, he reckons he gets a bag. Well, he'd, no he'd, he'd sort of... He didn't say, do no, I get one? But he'd no. sort of mentioned something. I was like, no, dude. Look, no. That's, that's great content. That's, no. that's, that's, uh, that's you paying your respects. Mate, it's a pilgrimage. We're all asked to do it. Yeah. In the name of St. Peter, the son of Christ, and the grandson, grandson of, of God. God. Like, that's what it is. There's no fucking... 
There's no handouts for that. No, but we are proud of you. Make no mistake, we're proud of you and the, the, the community that... that oh, we you know, love what you did. The community that got that man through gastro, we're all proud of you as well. Yeah, we love you, but... That ain't baggy green shit. Uh, and he knows that. He too. knows that. He's I taking think. the piss. Yeah, yeah. Let's press on. Uh, Gimp from Pulp Fiction here. I ran into Kurt Capewell uh, in a really small restaurant just now. Um, a real hole-in-the-wall venue, which I thought was ironic. Uh, and it got me thinking about uh, Big Man... And I've come up with a bit of a Kurt Capewell theory. Now, before last year, he, you know, he must have played about 500 NRL games for 18 different clubs, um, but never really rose to the uh, marquee player level. He, you know, was very much Mr. Nobody. No one really took any notice of him um, through a series of, you know, mediocre to lackluster performances for those 17 different clubs. Whereas, you know, halfway through last year or whenever it was. The, uh, the glory hole video comes out, uh, and then lo and behold, Origin Game Three, absolute uh, diabolical game. He dominates, really wins the series for him, uh, and then kicking on to 2021, first game against the Panthers uh, for the Panthers last last week, and he's uh, played a big role in the win. And suddenly you're going, where was this in your previous 25 years uh, of your NRL career, Kurt? Um, and the theory that I have is that for many years he's known that this video. Um, of a man sucking him off exists. And he's been worried that if he plays too well, uh, that then, you know, the media might get a hold of it. Someone might go, oh, I recognise that guy. Um, what's he doing with, you know, where's, his, where's he put his dick here? Why, you know, what's going on? And maybe that he was scared that he'd be outed. Um, and then, so he'd been playing, you know, purposely not great because uh, he didn't want to be noticed. And then as soon as the video comes out, he uh, suddenly starts to dominate the game of NRL that we all love. I'd like to hear your thoughts on, uh, you know, maybe validate that theory. Um, come up with any theories of your own for a, a Kurt Cape hole. Um, but, yeah, Jim uh, from Pulp Fiction here again. Uh, thanks for hearing me out. Goodbye. That's got to be the first dribble from the Gimp from Pulp Fiction we're going to allow on for quite some time. It was measured. It was... Succinct. Succinct. It was articulate. Yeah. I think you made a great point. Yeah. It's usually utter fucking dribble. Yeah. He's got a second, and it's only like 20 seconds, so... Nah, no, I think no. we're good. I think we're good. No. Um, while you're ahead. Yep, I think that was yeah. a good one. Given his think. history, yeah. he would come back rogue, yep. and I'm not, I'm not having it. We don't need it. I'm not, I'm not in the mood. But in terms of what he's saying about maybe Kurt was playing within himself because he knew that there was a video of Glory Hole, Glory Hole in nature doing it the rounds, he didn't want to be recognised. I think 100%. I think 100%. He was playing, he's playing unbridled football now. Yes. Whereas before he was bridled. Bridled with this video that he yeah. was out there. He's playing been. glorious football now. Yep. He was being, you could say, potentially restric- restricted by the glory hole uh, saga he knew was just bubbling under the surface. Uh, so, you know what? It's, that's good. If that is what it is, then I'm happy for him. That now it's like the monkey's off the back. And he's just gone, you know what? This happened. Fuck it. Let's move on. Let's rip and tear. And, you know, let me now let me now be the player I was born to be. Happy for him. Stoked. Stoked. Cool. Stoked. Shout out to Gimp from Pulp Fiction there with a good dribble. Let's roll on. G'day, Tom, Eddie, and Eagle. How about those slippery eels at Bank West tonight, son? You got the chocolates there. You were riding them off all week. Absolutely horrendous by you fucking northern beaches. 
scumbag. What's doing there? How good were we in the wet? We've just knocked off the Premier. Huh? Stick your 14 and a half start straight up your clacker. This guy would be difficult to listen to for an extended amount Premier of time. Premier second. We've gone to the top of the table. Once again. What's he talking like this for? Seems like he's just trying to buddy. Oh, yeah. He talks in like half sentences. And how have yeah. they gone to the top of the table? They've lost a game. From the no, they won. They've won the two from on two. On the West Coast, WA, Perth, Australia. The Bunnies lost to Melbourne. Yeah. So no, Eels. Eels. Oh. Wind, I thought he was talking about the fuck. No, no, no. Man, no. Oh, I think he was having to go with me in the end. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. He had um, a second dribble, but... Nah. Nah. Uh, look. Nah. Well done, you win one game. Yeah, yeah, pouring yeah. wet because of George Jennings. Yeah, see, Dave's a little upset by that. Dave's saying George Jennings. Uh, Dave, you know, ironically, Dave upset at a turncoat for being a turncoat. That's so funny. No, but if anything, he's not a turncoat because he's tried to turn his coat and come to the storm, but he's still clearly got allegiances with the Eels. But then he's turning his coat on the storm. But he never really turned his coat from the Eels in the first place. Right, but he's basically... No, you're, so he, you're saying that he's a sleeper. Yes. You yeah. think he's a sleeper. Something like A that. double agent. Maybe he's just not a very good rugby league footballer. Well, I think that he is an all right rugby league footballer. I think that maybe the Storm just weren't playing that well. But that's what that's what turncoats say. Yeah. They go, oh, he's not a turncoat, he's a sleeper. Because it, like, it means that they can absolve them. They can separate right. themselves from the act. That's right. Even though they are turncoats themselves, right? That's right. That's right. Um, it's a shady world. It's that a fucking weird world, world isn't it? It's the turncoat world. Let's, Let's on. press on. G'day, boys. My favourite podcast. My beloved punters and dribblers. That's I nice. just want to know, what makes you love rugby league? Is it a big Nathan Brown? You winding up from 40 yards back, take a hit up. Is it an intercept try? Is it Hano 9 brilliance? Is it a big hit when the whole crowd goes, ooh, what makes you love rugby league? Mate, I'm high on life, don't need no Viagra. Parramatta just beat those fucking Melbourne Storms, those fucking pesky Melbournians. I'm loving life. I know it's round two, but I'm a dribbler and I'm proud. Up those eels. But yeah, actually, just why do you love rugby league? God's game. Anyway, beer soon, fuck the storm. Hopefully premiership soon. Unlikely. Sun may not be closing, getting closer to the end of whatever it's fucked. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It's got another 14-second dribble. No. Nah. I don't think so. I don't think it's necessary. I think he got everything out there. I think he'll probably just be calling back to say what his dribble name was, like he forgot it or some shit. Um, what do I love about rugby league, Eddie? HD light and manly premierships. It's pretty simple. Yeah. It's pretty straight up and down. And, Brook, and Brookvale. Brookvale. And young local juniors, maybe with blonde hair and, and you know, Eastern European Last descent, uh, yeah. just reaching their potential. Yeah. And looking to take the club back to the glory, yeah. glory land. Yeah, yeah. And, like, fucking just having family values and, like, stand-up moral mm. sort of constitutions. Been a club for the people, for, yeah. for the peninsula. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what it is, Eddie? It's fucking chopping up onions and cooking them on a barbie at a fucking... Yeah, it's, going down, it's going down to Mona Vale every Saturday and cooking up snags and onions and putting yeah. and putting in the heavy work on yeah. the... Exactly, heavy work with the onions. No glasses, no, 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 no goggles. No, no, you're in tears. In tears, crying. But crying because you love rugby league yeah. and you love junior rugby league yeah. pathways. And you love fucking Wonder White bread. And you love onions. Onions. You love onions. 
And you don't mind a pie at the footy on the hill. Yeah. You don't mind getting soaking wet on the hill that maybe has asbestos in it. Yeah, but maybe not. And you don't care. Yeah. And you're prepared to roll the dice. You're prepared to roll the dice because you love rugby league. Because rugby league, yeah, exactly. And you just love contact. Yeah. That's it. Heavy, heavy hits. Ankle, ankle grass cutter tackles. And also you love the game because God does. Yeah. And we're made in his image. And by that extension... We must love it. We must love it. It's in our DNA. Yeah. So what do we love about rugby league? Fucking... All the above. Et al. Bank it. Press on. Punters, dribblers, uh, D or Dave. It's the uh, bring back the boonie dribbler here. Look, just touching base. Uh, I'm in Warwick for a wedding tomorrow. Had a bit of R&R. And uh, I was going to get your thoughts, fellas. Um, is the difference between uh, Brody Croft having a good season and a bad season uh, an off an, an off field scandal. Um, look, I think he I think he's got a lot of class, and I think that he can uh, he can he can play some pretty decent footy. But uh, is the, is the difference between him having a, an outstanding season uh, a bit of an bit of an off field scandal? I just want to get your thoughts on that, boys. Cheers. Be a soon. Great question. Great question. Look, uh, similar to Bradman Best, maybe Brody could do with an off-season scandal, but Brody doesn't have that raw talent like Bradman does. So I don't know if it's off-season scandal him. As we said, it's probably more of a billeting issue. He doesn't have he doesn't have the ceiling. He doesn't have the ceiling of Bradman Best. No. And for a scandal to skew or work in your favour, you got to have a ceiling. Yeah. You got to be. You got to be able to. Or you got to like your ceiling's got to be high. That's what I mean. Yeah. A high ceiling. When yeah. I say ceiling, I imply high, high. ceiling. Because I mean a low ceiling. Like if you're just in, you need Victorian Victorian buildings. Do Victorian ceilings are they high? You need ten foot. Yeah. Twelve foot. Brody's in a cave. Brody's ceiling's more cave. Yeah, yeah. He's like, bro, you know. Fritzel's basement, sort of. Yeah, yeah. You Harry got Potter under the stairs. Correct. Harry Potter under the stairs, Dave. That's a nice reference for someone who was definitely more of the Harry Potter generation than I. Loved it, but Harry Potter under the stairs, I wouldn't have thought of, and that's that's good stuff. It's certainly like his ceiling is like you got to duck the whole way. You well, can't stand up straight. Whereas I do think that I think Brody Croft needs to be billeted out. Yeah, to someone with higher ceilings. Yeah, that's what I'd be doing. Because right now, Brody, as Dave said, he's under a stair well staircase. He's under the stairs. But if he gets billeted out to, you know, Lockyer, Talis, Webke, Leon Bott, <laughs> he's going to be able to fucking have some... He's got high ceilings then. Yeah, that's right. Campy even, if he pulls his finger out. Yeah, well, he's got to be, you know, he's a bit lazy at the moment. Yeah, he's got to want to help the club. Yeah. He's got to dig deep. Do more. Yeah, g'day, uh, Tom, Eddie, D or Dave, punters and dribblers. Just executing my right to a second dribble. Look, uh, just touching on what the diabetic dribbler was uh, talking about a couple of weeks ago. If parallel universes do exist, and Eddie, I know how much you love uh, talking about space, is there a realm uh, where Dwayne The Rock Johnson is sitting uh, at a pub in Dubbo uh, contemplating whether he gets Diane sauce or uh, mushroom gravy? Um, And if that's the case... Is he getting Diane sauce or mushroom gravy? Just want to get your thoughts on that. Cheers, boys. Be soon. If he's got any wherewithal, he's getting mushroom gravy. I don't know. I think that where The Rock's at now in his life, I don't know if he could ever go back to the grassroots knockabout. No. This is alternate universe stuff, though. Yeah, but even still, I don't know if it's possible. But if he were there, 
if he were there at the commercial on a Friday afternoon enjoying the tradies meal deal, he'd be getting the mushroom sauce. Could someone uh, maybe uh, illuminate to me what the fuck Diane sauce is? I'm looking at you, Dave. Yeah, I'm coming. In that hypothetical parallel universe, just while this loads, does that mean Dwayne The Rock Johnson had his wrestling career in RSLs of rural New South Wales? Maybe. Maybe he's on the Australian pro circuit. <laughs> You're not a pro, though, in Australia, right? You can't say Australian Well, isn't no, the Australian amateur circuit. Yeah. The yeah. AAS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's essentially just like the you pan fry the steak and then you use that steak sauce and you add a bit of olive oil, onions, a uh, bit of mushrooms and butter. So it's mostly just like the sauce from the steak that you cook. Right, okay. Nah, you I don't see anyone, and this is no disrespect to the bloke who's friends with the diabetic dribbler, that I don't think I've seen anyone ever order Diane sauce. No, certainly not when mushroom is an alternative. I get gravy, yep. it needs to be thick, yep. or I get peppercorn, or I get mushroom. Correct. If you get Diane, you basically... I got I got the the jus once. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, oh, that's not as good as the other ones. No, 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 jus. The red wine jus. J, yeah, red wine jus. Yeah, yeah. J-U-U-S. Yeah, yeah. I think there's W. I think it's just one year. I think it's one year, but yeah, I also yeah. think the S is silent. Jus. Jus. Yeah, it's jus. Yeah, that's what we said. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't yeah. say just. No, no. Tom I was saying just. I was being a fuckwit, but it's jus. Sure you were. Uh, whoa. Talk about the bloody cheek from Dior over there. Real. Real. Press on. Let's move on. Fuck Diane Sauce with the greatest respect. Hey, boys. Uh, low social economic dribbler here. Um, just leaving Seabus Super Stadium on the eve of the glorious game between the Donkeys and the Titans. Um, just wondering what's going through your head as a Broncos fan. I know you boys obviously aren't Broncos fans, but um, what are you thinking when Davey Fafita, who you let go, drops two great tries on you and where he's run over your star halfback twice, just clean over him? Um, I'd be captaining whoever the fuck's running at MILF every week in Supercoach. I'll give you the hot tip. And shout out to the two blokes we saw in the punters and dribblers hats in the uh, concave, the fucking concourse. Yep. Um, but yeah, fuck, as a Broncos fan, you are doing it tough at the moment and just fuck you because you've been, sh- you know, just, just fuck you. I hate you. Go the Roosters. But also, like, I'm a Northern Rivers, New South Wales dribbler and, like, got a little bit of love for the Titans this year. So, also go the Titans. But, um, fuck the Broncos. Be a soon like. Yep, I'd agree with you above. Fuck the Roosters, though. Mm. Fuck Broncos. Soft spot for Titans. Want to see them do well. Don't know what else you said. Nah. I think that's fine. Yeah, just shout out to the guys that were wearing the Punters and Dribblers caps at Seabar Super Stadium. 100%. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Broncos suck. G'day, Tom, Eddie, and Donkey Dave. Um, I'd just like to say, just to, to start off with, I'm not a very big rugby league fan. The reason I'm calling in is because I'm um, moving to Mothman soon. I just want to get Eddie's thoughts on the cheapest schooner and uh, best pub in Mothman. Um, and also, just one further question. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Up the bunnies. Beers, beers at the Mustard Club soon, Eddie. Ciao. So he is a rugby league fan. <laughs> he just said he wasn't, and then he and then he sung the fucking bunny song. So yeah. I'm trying to work out if that was a Trojan horse, maybe to get us to lull us into a sense of security, a false sense of security. 
Must have been. And then he whips out glory, glory. Must have been. Otherwise, he's not a dribbler. Yeah. Uh, cheapest schooner. Have to be the Mossman RSL. Great establishment. That's where I do most of my work. You can go to the Dark. You get $15 steaks, $15 schnitzels and shit there. It's a pretty good deal. Buna's pretty expensive now. Pretty ritzy ditzy. Oh, really? But, um, mate, you can't go wrong at the Mossman RSL. Schooners or jugs. Get the schnitty or the palmy. Get two gravies. Get two gravies. What is it? Buno, Bruno, whatever that one is. Buno. 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 Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been saying Bruno. Good pub quiz there. Buono? Why the fuck did you think it was the Buono? Isn't it B-U-O-N-O? No, it's B-E-U-N-A. Do you actually even know that now? I can't even tell if you're fucking... But it's, isn't it Buena Vista? Yeah. Well, it was the Buena Vista, now it's the Buono. Right. Not Wasn't the, that always Buena Vista or... No. Well, uh, well, Buena Vista. I mean, now now Buena might be. I don't know. No, bueno. You no. said Bueno, for starters. You said I did, Bueno. I thought it was an O on the end. Buena, Buena. The bu- okay, yeah, Buena, no. Yeah. If it's Buena Vista or Buena Vista, I don't know whether a Buena Vista is like an Australian. Uh, is know, it like U-E-N-A? It's U-E-N-A, yeah. So I nailed it. Kinder Bueno. Yeah, that's what Kinder I'm thinking. Bueno. You know what I mean? Kinder Bueno. Why do you keep saying O? It's A at the end. No, but no, Kinder bueno Surprise. Is a, that's a O, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Kinder Bueno. But yeah. I'm just saying maybe it's Buena Vista or yeah. Buena, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, no one goes to no one goes to North Sydney yeah. anyway. Let's move on. Bond knows where it's at. G'day, boys. It's um, Bronk Camp Dribbler One, as well as uh, Sharky, but based on the North Dribbler Two. Happy to be here, boys. Thanks. Cheers. Continue. Uh, boys, we just wanted to make commentary about uh, the Broncos last night on uh, against the Titans on the left edge. It was a big one. We have to comment. Continue. Uh, fucking Milk's getting a lot of traffic, boys. Milk's getting a lot of traffic from Fafita. It's not good, boys. It's not good. And we, we made us think, made us think, what are you, where's fucking truck nuts? Fucking, what's going on? I'll tell you what, everyone, you know, north of the fucking border was like, I tell you what, Milk's going to get traffic here. How about let's put someone decent in the centres, ready to tackle them. But you know what? What do we do? What do we do? We need to think about what centres, boys, what centres were the best nut truckers you boys have ever thought about? What do you, what do you reckon, mate? What do you reckon? And nut truckers are loose centres. Obviously, centres, you know, they're not truck, But centres, they're glue guys. They, they do a job. They're defence. They're a fucking offence. What do they do? Broncos like, give us your best. Send a nut truckers. Oh, it's got to be Jack Reed, mate. It's got to be Jack Reed. Always making the hits. Always getting the job done. You need someone. All the, all the time we think about nut truckers, we think about the boys in the middle. But there's got to be a fucking center that hits the boys. And I'm not talking about the Bash Brothers, boys. This is where we get to our question. North Sydney, North Sydney band, chat. Who is the best center nut trucker the boys have ever I'll had? I'll tell you what, as a Sharky supporter, I'm ruthless. I'll tell you what. Ben Pomeroy, he was a glue guy. He fucking nut trucked ah. harder than anyone else did in a losing team. So tell you what, boys, give us your nut trucker. Boys, we're up here at um, we're up we're, we're up here at fucking Burley tonight. We're just thinking away our sorrows after last night. Just let us know. Let us know who these nut trucking cunts are. Cheers, lads. Bit soon. Have a good one. Uh, yeah. Look, they. You know what? They they were. I like those guys. So did I. I like those guys. They were uh, they were a lot of fun. Confident, enthusiastic dribblers. A lot of fun. Uh, now listen, I wouldn't call the center a nut trucking center, but no, certainly the glue, like you know, just basically dependable, tough, strong, sticky. That's mm. what you want in your center. Well, that's your like your your Ben Pomeroy center, right? Who doesn't do much, mm. but they're bow champion. Mm. 
makes tackles, and that's about it. That's sort of what you want, maybe, and can pass the ball to someone else. Yeah. You want him to be able to pass the ball to someone better than them, which is, you know, a lot of them. Um, so you're saying, you're, are you, are you, are they asking us to name centers that were of, of the of the nut trucking uh, persuasion? Yeah, yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like they're of the ape family, yes. but they are orangutan chimpanzee. Yes. You know? Yes. Um. Yes. So yeah, Ben Palmer has got you, you. And I think the reason for that being is that you had uh, Milf getting steamrolled by David Fafita all night long, and they were like, "Well, why wouldn't you put?" Uh, you know, a nice Yoo-Hoo glue centre. Someone, yeah. Someone with, uh, you know, glue-like properties. Brick, all brick-like properties. Or cement-like properties. Yes. Cement. Because that's what it's more about. It's about a wall with bricks and cement, and the cement isn't the flashy shit, but it's the stuff that keeps the wall together. That's right. So cement centres. Ben Pomeroy, yes. Uh, Bo Champion, yes. Um... Fucking, yeah, have I have I drawn a blank here? Yeah, potentially, um, big time. But I know there's more. I, I can know. only think of glorious centers. Yeah, I can, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of bricks here. Yeah, no, How we need cement? we need cement centers here. That's what we need. Um, and I'm gonna think of some. Was Josh Hannay a center for the for the Cowboys? I don't know if he was good particularly. I'm just now thinking of centers mm. that I don't remember that well. <laughs> Kane Lynette. Kane Lynette, but again, like, was Kane fucking know, doing any yeah. of his? Was Kane doing anything that good? Who was he? Did he play for the Cowboys? Yeah, and yeah. the Roosters, and I the think. Roosters for a bit. Um, yeah, look, I like it, and I'm gonna throw it to the P's and D's page. Send in your cement centers who aren't necessarily filled to the brim with flash, but you, if well, you, not will not fill will not fill the flash. No, no, but if you put them next to a, uh, are a, they a the nut? Are they the nut trucking equivalent? Yes. In the centres. In the centres. Yes or no? Cement centres. Cement. It's like when they play like Tohu Harris in the centres or like... Yeah, Bo Scott in the centres and shit where it's like, let's just put some tough motherfucker Mm. there who is just going to defend the house down and because our half can't make tackles a la Anthony Milf Milford. So we put some tough nut there. But Jack Reed was also a good one. Anyway, let's move on. Hey, boys. Uh, West Coast really here of... um throat talking fame a few weeks ago in my defense that was because i had just started a roof carpentry apprenticeship and i was fucking cooked anyway um little ears less manly rabbitos going down the pub and i would love to hear you boys defend jerry evans for him being a complete fucking pussy milking those fucking penalties latrell did not touch him you know that and when he played the ball into whoever was on the ground, he was being a fucking sook about it. Daly Cherry Evans needs to fuck off, and everyone knows so. Fucking Prem's never wooden spoon soon. Look, in firstly, still sounds a little throaty, but he was starting an apprenticeship, so we'll cut him some slack. Now, if you're talking about Daly Cherry Evans of Queensland series-winning captain fame needing to fuck off, you're off your head, for starters. Eddie, I was lucky enough not to witness the Golden Point thriller. Unlucky enough not to witness the Golden Point thriller between Manly and the Rabbitohs. So I didn't see the the, the, the incident in question. Look, I'm going to give Cherry Evans the benefit of the doubt. The Trell Mitchell is a presence physically. Yep. And even an innocuous... Glancing blow. Glancing blow can be devastating. Yep. 
Now, Cherry Evans is a slight frame. He punches above his weight. We all know that. Always has. But he'd be 75 kilos dripping wet. Daly knows that. We know that. The nation knows that. So cut him some slack. Yeah. To Tom's point, he's the skipper of the series winning, and it hurts me to say, Queensland side. Like, he's not a flopper. No. And also, you know, even if he did, again, I didn't see it, exaggerate the circumstances a little bit. I mean, you know. In oh, the sue he- him. In the heat of battle. Sue him. In the heat of battle, Eddie, the game to, on the line. Try, trying to get an edge for your side. Golden point thriller. It's golden point. It's coming down to the wire. You're looking for advantages. You're looking to advance the footy, advance the nut, maybe get a field goal off and win the game. Yeah. That's all he's trying to do. Advance the footy, advance yeah, yeah. the nut. Have you heard of tactics, you fucking throaty Come dribbler? On. Come on, mate. Be better. Be better. Use your diaphragm. <laughs> Diaphragm. You know that fucking Waterboy Matt's also a South fan. He kept that quiet. Kept that real quiet. Look at him. Yeah, I know. Even that smug bastard. I know. The smile. <laughs> the smile keeps nothing quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Eddie, P's and D's. I just finished watching a fucking absolute exhibition match on fucking bottom eight footy, and um, I'm just bringing up with a question. So Kyle Phelps' defense was absolute fucking awesome. Uh, his second tackle on Bird, he lifted him well above the 90 degree. Um, and Bird just gave him a pat on the back. And the rest ignored it. The rest overlooked it. Um, what's your opinion there? Do we fucking bring back the biff if there's a bit of pat on the back or a, or a slap ass or a squeeze ass? Or... Yeah, just, just a question. Thanks, boys. Love you. Um, I'm not 100% sure what he's asking, but I will say that, that those two tackles from Carl Felt were hectic. Did you see him? He fucking ironed out Jack Bird so goddamn hard. First one, they were both probably past the horizontal, but they were both pretty fine. Like, it wasn't like he buried his head into the ground. He's just cut him in half and just, like, it was just a tackles tackle that went a bit, like... Mm. I actually missed them. But it, it looks it looks worse because your legs go up. Like, you fold, he folded him in half, basically. You never want to get folded. No, but the first one he got put on report for. The second one, Jack just patted him and was like, fuck, yeah, all good. But to be fair, in... In the uh, spirit of consistency, you would have thought he would have been charged with another dangerous tackle because they were both exactly the fucking same. But it was nice to see Jack just give him a pat. Get on with it. Get on with it. Just get on with it. Just fucking get on with it, Just mate. get on with it. Yeah, boys. How you going? Um, long-time fucking dribbler, first-time speaker. I just want to pose it to everyone. Who the fuck are the fucking heavyweights here? Because... There is four to five teams that are fucking throwing their weight around and really asserting their dominance. Be interesting. Manly's definitely not one of them. They're really showing how weak they are, but that's fine. Uh, I'm talking about Penrith, Melbourne, South, and Roosters. What do we do? Yeah, Parrot. Trying to throw their hand in there, but. Do they really? We'll see. Um, anyway, shout out to Tom. I met you the other day. You were taking the beautiful Edie, Evie out for a day. Anyway, see you, boys. Nice. Actually, I do think that was in Double Bay, if that's who I think it is. Look, with the greatest respect to humility, we are getting stopped a little more frequently in the streets these days, which is nice, as long as everyone's friendly and not, like, bagging me. i tell you what, actually, 
Some guy scared the fuck out of me the other day. I was at Bondi Junction and I was with Evie in the pram pushing her up escalators. A pram and escalators is a fucking difficult little... You can back in and then you're just like you're bending forward and holding the pram like wheels up against the stair below you. Yep. Or you can front in and then you're holding it sort of above your head a little bit. And this dude's obviously... He's he's walking up the escalators behind me. I haven't seen him. He's just slapped me on the back and gone... Bloody love the podcast, mate. He and keeps walking. I'm like, holy shit, dude. And I was just, oh, thanks, man. Thanks. And then he just keeps walking. And then now I'm at the top of the escalators, a little rattled because someone's patting me on the back. And then I'm trying to now get Evie off the escalator safely. But now she's not moving forward. So I'm coming to the end of the escalator and the wheels aren't moving. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm trying to look like normal to the guy that's just sort of like patting me on the back. But now I'm like having a panic attack at the top of the fucking escalators. And it almost like, the the flipped. we almost flipped. We didn't. I stuck the landing, but fuck me, I was like, that is going to be not only dangerous for my daughter, but incredibly embarrassing to like be crumpled up in the bloody <laughs> exit of the escalators. <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, but yeah, I can't remember what he said. Uh, Just that you know the heavyweights. Yeah, there's like a few. There's a, there's a only a couple of teams that are going to win this year. Manly being one. And of you, them, named, but you, you named them. Well, you know, you left Manly off, but he named all the teams who can win. Yes. Has he named Manly? Yeah, he did. He did say Manly. You're right. Let's move on. But Parrot can't win, so sub them out. Yeah. Quick look at the ladder. DMT two. Manly Seagulls. The Eagles. Fuck all. Base. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, that's fair. It's early. I did forget we would be taking licks today. It's early. Sort of. It's early. It's early. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Punters. This thing's beeping, by the way. And the dribblers. Uh, it is the one and only Outback Zach of Eden and Jonah's birthday fame. Um, also, I guess you could consider me as uh, the one and only star fame. Anyway, I uh, was just kind of going through some stars this week and found another outlier. Uh, few few people on Twitter have been talking about Serena Williams has been the goat of goats. Now, uh, you know, you can do all this, but everyone's been kind of talking up Serena Williams being, you know, the goat. Because she's won more Williams than Tom Brady somehow. Um, anyway, uh, last time I checked, Margaret Court has won more Grand Slams than Serena Williams. Now, she's um, one ahead of her, or well, they might be tired. Bradman, yeah, one ahead. Bradman Best, or whatever his name is, he's the goat. Uh, but some some of these Yankee fucks think that uh, Serena Williams is the goat. Now, unless you've won more than twenty three Grand Slams, you're not the goat. Which Margaret Court has won twenty four or twenty three. That's a good one point. Or, one or either. Anyway. Uh, uh, unless Tom Brady wins 24 Grand Slams, uh, he's not the GOAT. So, Tom Brady, maybe not sign a four-year extension, maybe signed a 23-year extension, bruh. Okay. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, never. Okay. See ya, bruh. Okay. There is four Grand Slams in tennis in every year, where there's only one Super Bowl. So, so if you did time his seven by four, you would get 28 which means that he's actually ahead on that statistical front. I like that. 
I do think, though, that he makes a great point around Margaret Court and the fact that she should get more respect. Now, yes, she has had... She's um, not a friend to the gays. She's Margaret. not a friend of the gays. And we're, not, we're, not, we're leaving that off the table. Because if you're not a friend of the gays, you're no friend of ours. No. But from a dominance perspective... Stats perspective. Stats alone, you could make a great argument to say that she's still better than Serena based on the yeah. W she's racked up. Yeah. Do I agree with that? Not necessarily. But you can make the argument. And you can't be the go-to-goats if you are even in question in your own sport. Yes. That's what I'd say. Correct. Now, I'd also like to throw a little bit of uh, credit to Outback Jack in that after, you know, what was one of the great bed shits all time from him and his cronies, the Eden and Jonah boys, um, he hasn't – he's taken that in his stride, but he's consistently continued to call up in the face of what was, you know, like overwhelming sort of criticism and just sort of – He's made me forgotten. Forget. Rather. That's it. He's becoming his own dribbler again. He's trying to separate it. You know, like how Justin Timberlake is probably more known for being Justin Timberlake than he is for being an NSYNC? 100%. Outback Jack starting to become his own man and leaving the Eden and Jonah dribblers in his wake. And I respect him for it. I think he's doing a great job. Yep. Let's it, press on. It was a weird start. Because he repeated himself. I thought that's he okay. was like, but that's okay. That's okay. These things happen. Yep. Can't always be perfect. All right. Let's rip Dior. <clears throat> Hello, P's and D's. Tom and Eddie. Dior, Dior. Uh, it's been a while, but I'm back. It's the hitman. The real hitman, not the one you've been yelling at in the streets in Bondi. This is the real hitman. Um, just going to say, uh, entire Eastern Seaboard this weekend. Absolute rain bender. <laughs> Uh, it's just dreamy stuff, pretty much from from Noosa down to Bermagui, mate. We've just had nonstop rain. You know, anyone with family on the land uh, or have lived out there, like like yourself, Eddie, would 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 have these uh, nostalgia for for rainy weekends because it means everyone's going to make some money. It means that everyone's going to be able to uh, survive the next financial year. Um, but the real question is, I would have to say, ethical kind of. Uh, question for for the for tom and eddie as manly fans where do you draw the line on a on a rain bender um you know two two glorious weeks of non-stop rain including dark overcast weeks stormy weekends or basically you know uh upwards of 30 multi-million dollar mansions in the uh, manly seagulls heartland of Colorado just falling into the ocean due to too much water and erosion uh, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, what would you prefer? Dreamy Rainbender or, you know, inherited wealth disappearing in the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> I'd love to know your thoughts. I mean... He's got a second as well. Oh, no, sorry, no, zero no. seconds. Yeah, look, I mean, it's. I think certainly we prioritise Rainbenders over inherited wealth floating into the sea. Like, we're happy to see that the, the McMansions go. Look, as long as they're not ours, they're not. If they're not ours, or any of the players, if they're not, if they're not, if they're not ours, and the opportunity to put a seawall in, you know, was rejected, then I, I picked the rainbender. I think sometimes you got to play eyes up football. Yeah, you play smart footy. Correct. And and people in the know would have pointed out that shit, mate. This fucking this coast is eroding pretty quickly. Might be smart to put in a, you know, some sort of rock wall. Yeah, that's just me. Look, they do work. I'm not an erosion scientist, but no. I, go, I go up to Byron a fair bit, and there's yeah. a fucking those houses at Belongil all have big, sturdy, 
Seawalls. Seawalls there. I will say this as well. Um, the hitman mentioned uh, that, you know, you being on the land would appreciate rain, but I also came from the country and a bit of land, you know, so I feel like I... <laughs> you know, like I get... Does I, barrel count? Well, I mean, it was... Does it, barrel count? There, are, there, there were paddocks around my house. Does barrel count, punters and dribblers? Am I, did I live on the land? Leave a comment below. <laughs> like, subscribe, five stars. Uh, yeah, thank you, Hitman. Always good to hear the Hitman's voice. Yeah, I haven't heard him for a while. It. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, rainbenders all day. Love it. Tom, Eddie, your punters and the dribblers. Going on, Jack Owie. Uh, just would like to shout out to uh, the DMC West Tigers and a big thank you for awarding me a beautiful $550 multi uh, and also a potential slip of the week stubby cooler for their performance this afternoon against the Roosters. Um, keep it up, boys. And uh, you're basically on track to be like the Parramatta Eels and uh, see the sun exploding before your fucking premiership hopes get up again. Anyways. I think that's Jacko of Peter Vlandy's Plark 2.0 fame as well. So, look, you aren't probably, you may not get a stubby cooler because I've already seen a slip. This is on a bad even as well. Not all of you necessarily view about even watch it on YouTube. Uh, I think this week we'll, we'll make a general consensus as to whether or not the slip's up to it. I certainly won't be picking it this week. You know what I mean? I'll be putting it in front of people. Yeah, I think so. And then we'll be making a decision. A decision, an educated decision. But you're getting a bag of greens. It's way better than a fucking stubby cooler, so good on you. Good on you. Well done. Hey, boys. It's the Kempsey Dribbler. Um, I'm currently just stuck in the floods happening on the Mid-North Coast and most of the East of Life Seaboard. Just need some advice. How do I tell my missus I don't want to play ball games with her 24-7? Um, been stuck in the house and she's trying to find different ways to make me pay attention to it and I don't want to do it. So, any advice is welcome. Thanks. Be soon. Put the potty on. So let's go listen to the potty. Put the potty on or play some board games with the potty on because you guys are in sort of some, you know, flood-induced lockdown. You'd be silly to upset your miso or for her. You know, you want to have a harmonious environment in the house when you're in a, a lockdown situation. So, she obviously likes puzzles and board games. And you like dribbling yarn. And you like dribbling yarn, so you combine the two. Yep. We'll have the potty on in the background. We've got a shitload of back catalogue. Mate, you're not going to get through it. Go to the YouTube, watch about even. You're not going to get through it. There's you're going to no be way. fine. So you whack the potty on and you, you board game away. Whatever it is, Monopoly, fucking... That's what I do. Scrabble. It's what I do. It's what you should do. Make yep. smart decisions. Make smart decisions. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Hunters, Dribblers, Driblets. It's a Northern Beaches Driblet here. I'm a first-time caller, but a big fan of the show. couple of things. Firstly, brushes with lane. I went out to Manly on Friday night and went to the Stain and actually met Harry, who raced Turbo in the street. I made him race <laughs> my a celebrity. can confirm very fast. Offered him an $800,000 contract with uh, Manly on the wing. He told me take it or leave it. So we'll see where that goes. Um, and secondly, as a huge Manly fan myself, I wanted to point out that in 2008, Manly got 50 put on them in a trial game and then lost rounds one and two. So if that's not an omen that this is our year, I don't know what is. Anyways, 
Love the show and Manly Premiership soon. Shout out wow. to the Northern Beaches Dribblet. She's special. What a stat. That's a great stat. So for all you losers who think Manly's done and dusted, 50 points in a trial, lose the first two games, win a premiership. And one of them goes to Golden Point. Yeah. So and so there's that's that's what number one. Number two, her mate raced Harry. And, and he's really quick. We can't confirm Harry's quick. He's obviously Manly based. But they're quick up there. 800 seems like a, a lot of money to pay for a winger, but we are in, you know, trying times. Well, if he's quick. I mean, I don't know who he asked. He doesn't ask the snack. He's quick. He's quick, though. We can use him somewhere, maybe at fullback, until Tommy comes back. That's right. We need quick fullbacks at fullback. Um, forgive me. I feel like my phone was just ringing. Uh, shout out to the Northern Beaches dribblet. Great dribble. Fuck. Love that. She's terrific. a big Manly fan. Yeah. And call back anytime. Anytime you like. Cool. Last one. Okay. Hey, boys. Uh, Danny Exotic here. Just checking in. First time of the year. Uh, just a quick one. Um, RE... Daniel Nilso, a.k.a. Tom Waterhouse's Instagram story. Uh, one photo of him with a dog, or a video of him with a dog sitting on his shoulder, then the following following uh, frame, a jar of peanut butter. Make of that, of, make of that what you will. Anyway, Rackham Red soon. Yeah, look, I don't, you said Nilso and Tom Waterhouse, so I'm trying to work out if it's Nilso with the dog on his shoulder and then a jar of peanut butter. That wouldn't, nothing would surprise me with Nilso. I don't know. I'm not really sure. No. What I also want to say... Uh, oh, no, no. Is he saying that Nilso is Tom Waterhouse? Because he's so good at betting. Yeah. And that he also likes to play funny buggers with his pooch. Yeah, he likes butter. to play silly buggers. Maybe. Maybe. That's yeah. all alleged. This point. Of course it's alleged, but he mentioned Nilso. Yeah. I don't know why he mentioned Nilso if it was about Tom Waterhouse. True. Um, I also want to see, like this may be too hard, Danny goes the, the big lift, doesn't he, with his Matty Nabes uh, videos. If you notice in the Matty Nabes videos now, uh, and I guess he did it a bit He did it a bit last year as well, but now I feel like it's everyone he's doing. He's always, there's a bit of him just on the move, walking, looking tough. And just like walking Wearing down a lot a of leather. Leather jacket, like walking down like a hallway underneath a fucking stadium or some shit, or like walking around the, the field and just sort of pointing at the camera and fucking I'm so tough and this is sick. I'd love if for the next video that Danny does, whenever it is, because I'm not saying you gotta do it this week, you know, I know a lot goes into him. I'd love to see him as Matty Nabes, leather jacket, yes, doing a walking piece to camera. To Maybe start some the cool shows. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, yeah, a piece to camera. Yeah. I would love. He's got it because it, like, it's like, where do you go? How do you take it to the how next level? How do you go to the next level? That's how you go to the next level. Yeah, think about it, Danny. You don't have to. No pressure. You're in the 11, but it'd be great. Yeah. Um, is that us, Dave? That's, That's us. it. Um, look. Head to the YouTube channel. We've got the new betting show about even. Make sure you subscribe. We need subscribers on there. Everyone's asking if we're turning into a podcast. We thought about turning into a podcast, and we were like, there's actually a lot of effort that goes into fucking making this a show, and that's kind of the reason we were doing it. So for the foreseeable future, it will not be a podcast. So if you want to watch about even, which is a fucking funny betting show as opposed to one that's lame, uh, you can get it on the YouTube. You can also see the full podcast video, minus the dribbles because it's too much of a pain in the ass to edit on the YouTube channel, uh, so get there, subscribe. I don't know if liking helps. I'm not sure, but subscribe there. Until next week, motherfuckers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.